there can be no other than this three. No need to change, keep it tuned to CV. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 Oh wamponya wamponya osobe tumesije nyamia kanokwai wamponi tumedia osobe tumesije nyamia kanokwai oh wakrani kabretirekwa otuo madio nyamia kanombemu adio nyamia kavami unwa enwa This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Welcome to Wednesday, October 19, 2022. This is the City Breakfast Show, live on your Dow 97.3 FM. My name is Nathan Kwao. Good morning, welcome, let's have breakfast. Sitting in for Bernard Avler, it's always an honor bringing you the best breakfast in town. Join us on 0549-986-996 On Twitter at City973 Hashtag CityCBS And you are listening to us live On CityNewsroom.com
Prophet Seth Frimpong. Starting us off on a Wednesday, reassuring us that whatever has been said and declared about us by the Lord will certainly come to pass. We're running till 10 a.m. and we begin with the business sense. Our business is brought to us by ADB. Now, ADB has the payday plus for you. If you are looking to attend to that pressing matter that requires some cash before payday, ADB has the payday plus just for you. Now, what is interesting is that you can access 10, up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayments within 30 days. And your money hits your account the same day. Now, this is something you are interested in. You can call Meredith on 243 273369 or now on 244 One of the greatest Germans, I won't say composers, one of the greatest Germans to ever live, Johann Wolfgang van Goethe. And he says, a great person attracts great people and knows how to hold them together. A great person attracts great people and knows how to hold them together. So your greatness is not only in what you achieve concretely or the big things that you bring to bear or the big things that you bring to life. Your greatness will hinge on two things. One, your ability to attract great people and the ability to hold them together. So you can get a group of great people and not know how to keep them together. Your greatness is really hinging on one, attracting great people and two, keeping them together as a team. That's where greatness comes in. And that's our business sense for the morning. Brought to us by ADB. ADB truly are great and more. The newspaper review follows shortly. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The power of Relevant Radio. This is City 97.3. Okay. The city's biggest conversation. 6.35. The newspaper review is up next. 
and is brought to us by Fidelity Bank. And Fidelity Bank is announcing the Sikaboom promo. If you wanted cash to rain and fall on you in droves and torrents, this is your opportunity. All you have to do is walk to any Fidelity Bank. If you don't have an account, open one and deposit and maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in that account every month. During the promo period, which is up to February 2023, and you are in. You could win 100,000 CDs in the grand prize or ask the grand prize in the grand draw, which is at the end of the promo period. So very simple. Just maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in your account and you are good to go. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And Kel Chaco Toothpaste is also bringing us the newspaper review. Now it's been properly formulated and produced under the best of conditions with approval from the FDA. And all of it is to make sure that you enjoy a toothpaste that will give you whiter teeth, fresher breath, stronger gums, and of course it will fight against dental plaque. Walk to your neighborhood shop to find uh, good quantities of Kel Chaco Toothpaste. You can also... Um, Speak to Samara Company Limited. Of course, they are the makers. And like I said, it's been approved by the FDA. So there's nothing for you to worry about. Kel Chaco Toothpaste Happy Smile. Now, if you don't maintain your car engine, it will age very quickly. You don't want that. That's why your car engine needs a lot of quads engine oil and it's been designed with age resistance technology and it can fight against mechanical wear by up to 74% even under the most extreme temperature and pressure remember if you're using quartz engine oil from Total Energy you are making sure that your engine is running efficiently and you're making it last longer and you're making it run younger as well Total Energy is also bringing us the newspaper review very interesting stories making the rounds. We'll get into them in a second. Or you can send us your messages on 0549-986-996. This is the City Breakfast Show, live on your dial 97.3 FM. We are streaming live from Adabraka to every corner of the world on citynewsroom.com. Let me welcome Godfrey Akutubuafu and Kokui Selume Hansen. How are you doing? You're well. You're well. Morning, You're well. morning, morning. Yes. Yep. Morning. We're well. Good I have morning. a blocked nose, but I'm I'm well. Yeah. <laughs> the weather is. Weather changes. <laughs> yeah. You know when the weather changes, whether it gets hotter or colder, some certain <laughs> things happen in there. Um, but but we are here. Yes. We got them, man. <laughs> Charlie, don't you want to I be an appeals court judge? I want to. Yeah. Gymnasium. Yes. Yes. The, the, the place is nice though. Charlie, the place they be. Yeah. And this week we were vetting um Supreme Court justices as well. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, can't wait for their place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's talk of what there should be a cap on the number of judges. Yeah, but it was, it was it was quite a few things emerged. Um yeah. uh, I think Justice Coomson. Mm-hmm. Very interesting vetting. Um, perhaps if time allows us on the show, we might discuss uh, a bit of his vetting. Very, very interesting perspectives on some seminal 
things yes. in this country. But anyway, let me take it to the front page of the Daily Graphic. Okay. Yes, Greater Accra Regional Minister is back in the news. Yeah. Hundreds of buildings to go down. Go on. Down. Go Hundreds on. of buildings to go down at Sakumo Ramsa site today, according to the Regional Minister. Chas wants return to trimester system. And it's not the only thing they want. I'll give you details. Guta closes shops. That's yeah. today. Uh, and it's for five days. And Swami Interchange Project begins. All right. On the front page of the Ghanaian Times, 30 Galamseyas trapped in pit and relatives call for urgent help. Also, fight against democratic recession, Professor Kakai to media. The president inaugurates modern residential complex for appeal court judges. And court orders sureties to produce former Maslow boss by December 22nd. That's all on the front page of the Ghanaian Times. And on the back, the Ramsar site will remove buildings. The Greater Accra Regional Minister, Henry Korte, is speaking. That is going to be big if those buildings come down today. Yeah. Front page of the Daily Analyst and uh, they say that the GS Director General sacked yes. after general contract, after questionable contract extension. Uh, so that's their big story. GJA engages retired members uh, veteran journalist Ekufuado uh, Katsot for four tiers Swami interchange. Mm-hmm. On the Chronicle front page, Anglo Gold Mine Pit kills 10 indigents. Um, also, contractor locks out pupils over 171,000 Ghana debt. Setting up Tabaklo to be tried in absentia. Efadate in the defense of Aisha Wang. The Attorney General lauds the Common Fund Administrator for constructing 150 bungalows for judges and the administrator he's speaking of mm-hmm. is Madam Irene Natoshi Ado. And Ezra 422. Beware of being negligent in carrying out this matter why should damage increase to the detriment of the kings front page of the new publisher paper threats to vote against npp do not scare me akufado calls bluff in ashanti prosec legon wins national cyber security challenge mm. all right okay. the new crusading guide front page just a couple of headlines police bust three chinese galamseyas but excavators vanish <laughs> All right. President's Chief Justice and Attorney General praised Natoshi for her huge contribution to the judiciary and raced to NDC chairmanship. Ufuzwa Pofu knocks Asedu in Kitsia. Also, the um, um, FEDEMS, the construction ambassadors, construct a residential complex for appeal court judges. Front page of the Herald newspaper, race for NDC chairmanship gets acrimonious as a Siedun Ketia 17-year grip over party camps under threat. Otun for blast offense, so queen mother over chieftaincy crisis. Mm-hmm. Verdict expected tomorrow. Keep an eye on that. Uh, the offense stool is one of the major ones uh, in the Ashanti region. And <laughs> they have a picture of Nana here with the headline, Make you not clear off. Akufuado tells angry MPP stronghold. Wow. The Ghanaian publisher front page, Akufuado hails Natoshi for unprecedented court projects. The Swami Interchange project takes off. The city is perplexing us. This is coming from uh, Pastor Mensah Otterbo. And FedEx Construction Ambassadors Lord for Judges Complex. That's the Ghanaian publisher Mm. front page. Finally, from me, I'll take you to the front page of the BNFT. Market on edge amid uncertainties. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's their big uh, story. And then, of course, the opening of the appeal court judges 
uh, residential complex also makes it to the front page of the paper. The Today newspaper, fuel shortage to hit Ghana, IES warns. Oof. Yeah. Also, return of cash and carry imminent with regard to drugs like pharmaceuticals. Yes. And Guta members in Accra closed down shops. And then on the find the newspaper front page, fuel price increases. Petrol, 94%, and diesel, 136%. And this is between January and October of this year. Also, the president cut sod for four-tier Swami interchange. Disruption of academic work to linger as labor unions vow not to resume work. Remember, UTAG, uh, etc. on strike. And mm-hmm. court orders Alex Mould and another to produce former Maslock boss in court. Okay, if you go online, com says... Uh, removal of GES boss disappointing. That's coming from Nagrat. Of course, it's a follow-up to the other story, which is Ekufadu Sachs, Director General of GES. Um, if you go to other stories, Asiedun Ketia gives daily guide 72 hours to retract defamatory publication against him. And minority questions number of judges appointed to Supreme Court by Ekufuado and on the economy or trade or finance and all of that. Guta rejects pleas by Council of State, says shops in Accra will still be shut. And if you go to Boku, temporary ban on use of tricycles in Boku lifted. So those are some of the stories from citynewsroom.com. If you go to my joint online, uh, dot com. They also have the Ekufado uh, sacking GS Director General story. Uh, they've, uh, some other stories from their website. The president's convoy booed in Kumase. Okay, now the president says his detractors will be shamed. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, Living Standard Series first class graduate returns to selling bullfruit for survival. And I'm aware of some loss in judiciary. Supreme Court judge nominee admits all of that on myjawonline.com if you go to starfm.com.gh of course the director general of the GES is there. Ekufado's defense of Uforiata amounts to nepotism Jantua speaks and the energy minister Matthew Poku says journalists in Kumasi have taken money to make MPP unpopular that's what he is saying he's alleging he's alleging that okay if you go international for example on the Bloomberg Africa homepage they say u.s plans to release 15 million barrels of oil from reserves okay and they also have the guta story ghana traders protest inflation by closing shops for three days so it looks like the guta thing is not only catching local attention it's getting the attention of those watching from the outside finally on the bbc's homepage russia admits kerson uh, tents under shelling and blackouts in thousand ukraine towns after Attacks and there's a life ticker from the UK. Rising food prices predicted to push UK inflation over 10 percent. So, those are some of the stories making the rounds internationally. But let's say, uh, where do you want to begin? Do you want well, to go to Kumasi? Some buildings have gone up and okay. some are going down. All right, let's so let's talk about the judges' housing and then the Ramsar site demolition. Okay, so on the front page of the Guinean Times, we've got the president inaugurates modern residential complex for appeal court judges. He inaugurated this in the Kumasi metropolis yesterday. The sod cutting for the commencement of the project was performed by the president. With 
with the support of the Asantehene and the Chief Justice on April 20th last year. Uh, it covers a seven-acre land. It's a gated community of 20 units of four-bedroom apartments. They've got outhouses or boys' quarters, swimming pool, guest house, clubhouse, and a tennis court. There were also six units of three-bedroom houses with boys' quarters, a parking lot for the directors, and other supporting administrative staff of the judicial service. It will serve as permanent residences of, for Court of Appeal judges based in Kumasi and mandated to handle cases in the northern part of Ghana. Now, present to grace the ceremony was the Asantehere, uh, Chief Justice, um, former Chief Justice of Kufu was also there, a host of government officials and members of parliament. Now, it was sponsored by the Ministry of Local Government, Decentralization and Rural Development through the District Assembly Common Fund. The President is hopeful that the provision of the facility will motivate the judiciary to work harder to promote the justice system in the country. Now, uh, on that, I don't know if you have another angle, but we've got the Ramsar site issue as well. And that's on the back page of the Guinean Times. Henry Corte is speaking. The Greater Accra Regional Minister says that buildings sited at the core areas of Ramsar sites will be removed today. According to him, the constitution mandates MMDAs to remove such buildings. He had an um, interview with journalists yesterday after an emergency meeting between the Greater Accra RegSec and key stakeholders in Accra. He explained the exercise is part of steps being taken by the Regional Coordinating Council and the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources to retrieve state-acquired lands that have been encroached upon. He noted the exercise is important. The owners of the buildings continue to build with impunity despite several warnings and notices over the last two months. He said they've had more than two months' time. We've been talking about Ramsar in the last two months. We believe they've had over 70 days' notice, and that's enough. But any time we speak, they continue to build. He said the outcome of investigation by security agencies with regards to the issuance of permits will be made known to the public. But so, so as far as we know... investigating the permits? Um, they've been investigating, but the they outcome of that, of that investigation... Is oh, okay. not, they'll, they'll let us yeah. know the part what's of the, happened. The part of the story that caught my attention on the daily graphic side was the fact that officials of the TDC, led by Chief Executive Officer Abner Foriata, said the corporation had not given out any land within the Ramsar site to anyone to build. Similarly, officials of the Tema West Municipal Assembly denied ever issuing building permits to anyone to put up structures within the site. The traditional authorities also said they had not signed any land documents for anyone in respect of the area. So who's so been people, building? people just show up and start, <laughs> start building. building there. No problem. Then, that, then, as he said, that's really impunity, yeah. isn't it? Anyway, let me take you to page yeah. 20. A lot happening in education. Um, I'll start with Chas. Who wants a return to the trimester system? Then we'll talk yeah. about the GS no, boss who need has it. been we let go. It. So the Conference of Heads of Assisted Secondary Schools has called for a reversal of the senior high school system from the current semester to the traditional trimester system. That, it said, was because the semester system was putting a lot of stress on social facilities, infrastructure, as well as staff and students. And they want this to take place at the inception of the 2023 academic year. Now, we all know how this change came about. This started in 2018 to make room for the double-track system as part of plans for the free senior high school program. Now, apart from the proposal for the return to the trimester uh, system, the chairs also have a couple of things on their mind. So they've asked the GS as a matter of urgency to make available the code of conduct for students before the commencement of the 2023 academic year. Uh, additionally, they say that GES must come clear on parent-teacher associations oh. as the lack of clear directives on PTAs was impacting the effective relationship between PTAs and schools. So they want that 
Further, the communique urged the government to reconsider bringing back the incentive package paid to staff of schools which has ceased for two years now. Finally, they also requested an upward review of the WASI practical fees to 50 Ghana cities per student per subject or hand over completely the entire process to a relevant body. That was because the current situation where schools were indirectly made to bear the cost of WASI practicals as a result of woefully inadequate releases was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Now, on the same page, then we have Professor Pukwa Mankwa relieved of post. Yes. And the story says that the Director General of the Ghana Education Service, Professor Kwisi Pukwa Mankwa, has been relieved of his post. President Sanado Kufuado, who appointed him, has asked him to return to the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology from where he was seconded to the Ghana Education Service. The presidential letter stated that the office had been informed that the exigencies that required the expertise of the Professor of Language, Education and Publishing no longer exist. Well, well, well um, NAGRAT yes. has been reacting. Now, NAGRAT is the National Association of Graduate Teachers and it is uh, saying it's worried about the President's dismissal of Professor Kwesio Pokwa Mankwa um, as DG of the GES. NAGRAT said the development was not only surprising but also had left members of the association with overwhelming disappointment <coughs> Now, Angel Carbono, who's president of NAGRAT, and this story is on citynewsroom.com, by the way, says, quote, this is very disappointing. We are surprised because we had someone who was able to build a very positive relationship and rapport with the union. And um, mm. um, the, uh, the DG of the um, GS, remember, he was seconded in January 2021 from the KNUST. And the contract was extended in June, but its extension, according to the letter that came in, was in contravention of the HR policy frame and manual of the Public Services Commission, as it purports to your to extend your secondment beyond the three-year maximum limit. I see. So yes, that's okay. what's happening there. Well, since we're talking about education, disruption of academic work to linger as labor unions vow not to resume work. This is in the Finder newspaper. Now, the Finder visited some public universities in Accra to evaluate the situation and find out how it's affecting academic work. Remember, four worker unions are on strike. Um, the University Teachers Association of Ghana, or UTAG, Tertiary Education Workers Union, or TEU, Senior Staff Association of Universities of Ghana, SSA, UOG, and the Ghana Association of Universities the administrators, that's a Gawa. They're all on strike. They're demanding payments of off-campus fuel and car maintenance allowances. Now, upon arrival at University of Ghana, Legon, this paper, the finder, was informed that regular students are on vacation. However, students pursuing distance education programs were on campus waiting to write the rest of their exams. Now, the president of the University of Ghana Legon branch of UTAG, Dr. Samuel Nkumban, said that students pursuing distance education programs who are in their second Second week of writing exams will not be able to complete the semester until there's an agreement on payments of the allowances. So see how this is disrupting things, right? He added that various workshops organized to enhance capacity have all been suspended. And this is likely to continue if they don't receive positive feedback from the government. He said, until what is right is done, we will hold on to this strike. Well, um, on page five of the Herald, uh, apparently the Mesha Palace will tomorrow witness finality to the offensive chieftaincy crisis with the Asante Hene pronouncing his verdict on who is eligible to occupy the vacant stool. Now, that's been one stool uh, matter that has been on the front burner for a while, so we'll keep an eye on that story as well in the Asante region. Okay, okay let's uh, talk about Guta. Now, Guta 
says they are closing the shops. Yes. The Council of State wanted them to rescind, but Guta says no, no, no. Now, this story is on citynewsroom.com. Now, the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, says its members will still go ahead and close shops in the greater Accra region from today to protest the current economic challenges. This is despite an engagement with members of the Council of State yesterday to convince the group to rescind its decision. Guta says the protest has been necessitated by the high cost of doing business in recent times, insisting that the continuous plummeting of the local currency on the exchange market and high inflation rates had exacerbated their plight. Currently, a dollar is selling for over 12 CDs at many forex bureaus. So, okay. Uh, that's uh, the story on uh, Guta. Uh, let's do one final one and then wrap it up. Ready? Okay, so just quickly, temporary bans on use of tricycles in Boku lifted. That's just an update for those who are very interested in that. So you can visit citynewsroom.com for more. But that's how we wrap it up on the News Super Review. Thank you, Kokui. Thank you, Godfred. Up next is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show. The City's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Coming up shortly is the City Business News. Brought to us by Access Bank and they've bought the Access Bank payday loan for those who need to sort out a pressing need before payday. Just dial star 901 star 11 hash now. Um, no documentation required and get your loan in 60 seconds. Access Bank more than banking. Goal is also bringing us the City Business News and these days you can pay when you buy fuel with mobile money. Just drive to your nearest Goal station, buy your fuel, pay via Momo Bank Card or Goyal Go Card. You can also get to all their social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more info. Goal Good Energy, Goal Yanya DM. And MTN is also bringing us the city uh, business news. You can dial star 506 hash if you need credit to finish that very important conversation. Your conversations don't need to end on MTN. Just dial star 506 hash and you're good to go. And the city business is also brought to us by Enterprise Life. Enterprise is your advantage. Michael Obudu is here. He's got the latest from the world of business. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goal Enterprise Life Your Advantage, Access Bank More Than Banking, and powered by the most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta, begins closure of shops today. Meanwhile, Traders Advocacy Group Ghana assures the public that it remains open for business. Also, with the 2023 budget in the offing, we will bring you expectations of various stakeholders.
My name is Michael Obudu. Let's settle for the details now. Members of the public might have a challenge with access to some products on the market. As the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta, has today begun a six-day protest by closing their shops. According to the leadership of Guta, this is to drum home their frustration with the current economic situation in the country. Inflation, lending rate, currency depreciation and the price of fuel in the country are all at an all-time high with various stakeholders calling on the government to salvage the situation immediately. The Council of State had in a meeting yesterday with leaders of Guta tried to talk the traders out of their strike, but that didn't yield any result. The vice, first vice chair of Guta, Clement Boating, tells City News the meeting did not live up to expectations. We were even expecting the substantive ministers, you know, uh, to be there. But lo and behold, uh, nobody was there. It was one uh, deputy minister who was, who, who was there. And all those uh, were, were either, you know, directors or, or senior officers of uh, uh, the state institutions. So they couldn't, once again, offer any, you know, uh, proper uh, uh, solutions uh, to a problem. But the Council of State will try as much as they can, you know, to, 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 to uh, let us uh, resign uh, our decision. But try as much as they did. And our people were, were, were bent that nothing change the decision that we are taking. That was the first vice chair of the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta Clement Boating. On the contrary, the Traders Advocacy Group Ghana is urging the public to come to the market as the shops of its members will be open for business. TAG had objected to the calls for the closure of the shops by Guta, stressing that it will further worsen the plight of traders. Speaking to City Business News Secretary of TAG, Nanopoku, encouraged the public to come to the markets, assuring them of access to products. This morning, I, Nana Opoku, the General Secretary of Traders Advocacy Group of Ghana, I have opened my shop. You go to Abosokai, a lot of us have opened our shops. Business is ongoing. We are ready to receive customers across Accra and across Ghana. Come and shop. Don't be afraid. All traders who are working, the Ghana Police Service have made available personnel who are protecting all traders to work because earlier on we picked a signal that a group of tag force that supposedly will be coming round and shut people's shop. The police service has taken care of it and we are calling on clients, prospective buyers to come into the market and buy freely. No shop will be closed. Those who close their shops, they are welcome to do so. This morning, Wednesday, I in Anapoku have opened my shop. Please don't just stay home. Come into the market and come and work. And at the same time, sell as much as you can. It is not important on everybody to close his or her shop. Tag members are working, so we are calling on customers to come and buy. Nano Poku is the secretary of the Traders Advocacy Group Ghana Tag. Now, away from that, as government begins the coalition of inputs for the 2023 budget and economic policy, some financial observers are asking government to intensify efforts to ensure the forex bureau sector is sanitized fully. Their call comes on the back of recent actions of some black market operators, which many believe is contributing to speculation in the foreign exchange market, hence affecting the stability of the city. The currency has depreciated close to 50% this year alone. Addressing the media during the press briefing in Accra, tax analyst Dr. Alex Ampabing urged government to introduce policies that will ensure the illegal operators will cease to exist so the central bank can track forex demands. 
what has been happening to the city, uh, and if you want to go and exchange, how easy it is to exchange money everywhere. In fact, Ghana is one of the few countries where this can happen, where you can walk to the street and exchange money. No. Because, you see, in the simplest term, this is how the currency works. Beginning of the year, the Bank of Ghana should be able to project the dollar demand in the country. So the only way they can project is that they should be able to tell that in January, maybe we, we require $15 million. In February, we require X amount of dollars all the way to December. By this projection, based on the previous year, we are able to assess and control dollar demand. But now, we have a totally different system here. And nobody can open dollar account. That is not wrong. It's added up to our reserves. So it's okay. But then the person goes to the bank, take the dollar, and then walk into the street bureau, as I call them, and then convert it because you want a higher exchange rate gains. But once the money goes to the street bureau, Bank of Ghana loses track. They have no idea now how much dollar is in circulation again. But if it's traded through a proper structured bureau system, the Bank of Ghana is able to track the movement of the dollar and able to assess and give projections. That was tax analyst Dr. Alex Ampabing. Meanwhile, economists with GCB Capital is calling on the government to the Bank of Ghana to ensure that funds from the cocoa syndicated loan is disbursed to targeted sectors of the economy to manage price pressures and stem the free fall of the city. Let's listen to economist Karich Bouti. At this point in time, I think the economics of it has gone out of the roof and it appears sentiment speculation is driving the market. People are looking out for their own interest. We need some reassurances, some moral switching to get people to think of the national interest first and foremost. Uh, the COCO loan has come in. Uh, I think we've approved or agreed to that loan, signed and all of that, but the investment will be tranched after. That was economist Courage Boti. Now, away from that, government has been urged to focus on supporting primary production in the country as this is the only solution to permanently curb in the downslope of the city. The core, according to the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, is the way forward as the country imports about 90% of goods on the market, meaning the free fall of the local currency will not cease. The local currency is reported to have slammed to the world's worst performing currency to the dollar, trading at nearly 14 cities against the U.S. dollar. Speaking to City Business News, the Director of Business Development of AGI, Johnson opoku stated that it is imperative for government to intentionally strengthen Ghana's agricultural sector to save the fast declining city. If we don't move away, we don't push the import of the agenda, we'll continue to be in this. Once you move outside the shores of Ghana, you're going to be using the dollar to buy, right? Mm-hmm. And so agriculture is very key for us. So we need to make sure that primary production is, is, is uh, supported. And then we can have most of our raw materials from Ghana. And once you have that, they're not going to be pushing, uh, going outside there. Johnson Opokubwating is the Director of Business Development for the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI. Now, moving on, the government is demanding that businesses in the country comply with the law by respecting the human rights of their staff. There have been cases of abuse across the country, with recent reports of some foreign nationals also violating their employees and physically assaulting them. Speaking at the African Business and Human Rights Forum organized in Accra, Deputy Attorney General Dina Asunaba Dapa says business laws in the country must be respected in the interest of both employers and their employees. It is important for businesses to respect human rights because, first of all, 
the constitution of Ghana, which we have adopted for ourselves. And I dare say, because we had an African regional firm, I dare say most African countries, the constitution we have adopted for ourselves require charge all persons from the executive, the judiciary, the legislature. Deputy Attorney General Diana Dapa, let's now join Gideon Hammer of Data Bank for part three of the topic, the importance of knowing your risk tolerance, matching your investments to your risk tolerance. There are two important considerations when trying to decide which investment is best for you. One is the time frame you have to invest, and the other is your risk tolerance. Typically, if you have a lot of time, I would say five years or more, you can consider investments that are seen as more risky, such as an equity fund like EPAC or balance funds like B Fund or ARC Fund. At the same time, the general rule is if you don't have a lot of time to invest, say two years or less, you want to stay with fixed income investments that are considered low risk, such as data banks, M Fund or Treasury bills. However, you could actually have 10, 15 or 20 years to invest, but your risk tolerance is low. In that case, your risk tolerance carries more importance than your time horizon, and you should still stick with fixed income investments. Remember, not every investment is for you, and there's nothing wrong with that. Make sure you match your investments with your risk tolerance. Being informed is the key to investing wisely. Invest wisely. Invest with Data Bank. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank, and that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Gore, Enterprise Life Your Advantage, Access Bank More Than Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Abudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Up next is kickoff, the rap of what's hot from the world of sport, brought to us by Lecheho. I got a crash on you. And they're asking you to come and update your records with them. Remember, the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. So if you don't update those records, you can't enjoy your transactions. Call or you can call them on 0302-208333 or you can send them a WhatsApp message on 0574-065958. Let's hear how let's improve lives. Benjamin Nketiah is here. It's time for kickoff.
Let's get into the headlines and Black Stars head coach Otoado to name professional squad for Qatar 2022 on Friday, October 21. Man United host Tottenham Hotspur tonight in Wednesday Night Football, live here on 97.3 City FM, and the Golden State Warriors beat the Lakers on ring night in the NBA. Let's start off with the Black Stars and head coach Otoado will release a provisional list for the squad for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar on Friday, October 21. The squad list ranges between 35 and 55 players and will include four goalkeepers. The final list of 26 players to compete in next month's World Cup is expected to be named on Monday, November 14. Ado will lead Ghana to its fourth World Cup appearance and the Black Stars have been drawn in Group H with Portugal, South Korea and Uruguay. Now Ghana heads to Qatar as the least ranked nation at the um, World Cup, ranked at 61st in the FIFA World Rankings released earlier this month. So uh, that's what's going on as far as the Black Stars are concerned. And still on the World Cup, former Black Stars captain Asamoah Jan has urged the national team to believe in their ability ahead of the 2022 World Cup. Now Ghana will face Portugal, Uruguay and South Korea in Group H. And according to Jan, finding a suitable playing style and identity will help the team to do well in Qatar. You have to just believe, believe in ourselves. When they find the um, right tactic to, and then uh, make sure they master it, I think it's, it's, it's going to help. You know, sometimes you need to be specific on one tactic, you know, to be your strong point. And then when things go wrong, that is where maybe you can change it. But it looks like today we play this tactic and then tomorrow we play this tactic. Although it's, um, it's a training match, we are, um, we are testing players, you know, but it should be one specific tactic that we can master it and then when we go on the field we know what we are doing so you heard former Black Stars captain Osama Jan speaking there. Let's now bring you today's episode of our World Cup Fact Series today in Qatar. Evans of Fortumanso looks at Group B, which has been dubbed the political group of death. World Cup to today in Qatar, Group B has been dubbed the political group of death due to the political undertones of the countries in the group. Iran, Wales, England and the United States of America will battle for two qualification spots to the round of 16 in Qatar. The USA is a former English colony. Iran has long-running ideological differences with England and Wales is agitating for independence from the United Kingdom. England famously lost 1-0 to the USA at the 1950 World Cup in one of the biggest upsets in the history of the tournament. At the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, England drew 1-1 with the USA with Steven Gerrard and Clint Dempsey scoring in the game. Wales will compete in the World Cup for the first time since the 1958 edition. The Gareth Bale-led team booked their ticket to Qatar by beating Ukraine 1-0 in the elimination game. So you had Evans of Fuchu Manso coming through with um, today in Qatar there. Let's get to some club news. An interim head coach of Accra Hearts of Folk, David O'Clue, says he feels welcomed at the club despite the fans rallying behind their former head coach Samuel Boidu during uh, last Sunday's CAF Confederation Cup exit. O'Clue failed in his quest to overturn a three-goal deficit against Real Bamako of Mali at the Accra Sports Stadium. He, however, insists he has the support of the club's management. Management are supporting very well. They supported with everything, but it's unfortunately we couldn't progress. But I can tell you that they did a yeoman's job. I feel very welcome. This is football. 
coaches are higher than fired. Where do Sterner is over? I'm interim. Maybe this is the end, but I'm the assistant coach of Agra and Suffolk. I feel very safe, very safe and comfortable. Haas will be more than ready when the season starts, very sure. You heard interim head coach of Accra Hearts of Folk, David O'Clue, speaking there. Now, chairman of the MTN FA Cup committee, Wilson Arthur, has promised a better tournament this season. Clubs from Divisions 1 and 2 leagues have paired in the preliminary stage, which kicks off on Tuesday, November 1, 2022. The winners will join the Ghana Premier League clubs from the round of 64 stage. This year, I can assure you, given the preparations I've seen, the club's enthusiasm, I can assure you that we have a much, much, much better tournament coming up this year. We are grateful to MTN. This is the last year of the sponsorship. And um, I can see signs that they will continue. We are hoping that they will continue and we will attract even more sponsors to join them. Everything is poised for a wonderful season. Please up, attend the matches. MTN FA Cup competition is the biggest tournament we have in Ghana. Chairman of the MTN FA Cup Committee, Wilson Arthur, speaking there. Let's move on to some foreign stuff. And Liverpool's Portugal forward, Diogo Jota, has been ruled out of the World Cup with a calf injury, according to manager Jurgen Klopp. The 25-year-old was taken off on a stretcher in the final moments of his side's 1-0 Premier League win against Manchester City at Anfield on Sunday. Klopp says Jota will be out for a long time. Uh, really not good news. Yes, he will miss the World Cup. Pretty serious injury in the muscle, calf muscle. Um, and now we have to, to recover. He starts, all of the process starts, let me say like this. But that's it pretty much. So that's the first diagnosis, which was pretty clear. And um, all the rest will now follow in the next in the next few days. So very sad news for the boy, for us, of course, as well, for Portugal, for everybody. So, yeah, that's it. Liverpool head coach Jürgen Klopp speaking there. Let's continue with midweek action in the English Premier League. Let's recap last night's games, Brighton and Hove Albion, where up against Nottingham Forest, they drew blanks in that game. It ended goalless. And then Crystal Palace came from a goal down to beat Wolverhampton Wanderers by two goals to one in that game at Selhurst Park. Later today, there's Bournemouth versus Southampton. Brentford will be up against Chelsea Football Club. Liverpool take on West Ham United. There's Newcastle versus Everton. And then there's the big one, Manchester. United versus Tottenham Hotspur. That game will be at Old Trafford and we will be here to give you live uh, radio commentary and also analysis on that particular encounter. Let's finish off with some basketball because the NBA is back and it was ring night uh, last night when the Golden State Warriors led by Steph Curry with 33 points beat the Los Angeles Lakers. The Philadelphia 76ers also started their season with a defeat when they lost to Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics at the TD Garden. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. My songs are not smiling songs. Songs, 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 songs. We shall be all
City Breakfast Show. This is the City Breakfast Show Live on your dial 97.3 FM As the Spanish should say Send us a message on uh, 0549-986-996 That's the text and WhatsApp number birthdays coming in this one says happy blessed birthday to mr jerry boachidankwa of the ghana stock exchange may the may god continue to bless protect preserve and order your lovely life every step of the way that's coming from lawrence and marian kuchi in your this one says we wish our mother mercy teria connie your sister marty of life special birthday message is coming from your children joyce cody and akita marty 
Now, yeah. this one is a bit of a belated one, but it was sent yesterday, but unfortunately we didn't get a chance to read it. Good morning, CDFM. Please wish Francisca Anku a happy birthday from all of us at Primus Advertising. Okay. We wish her many happy returns of today. May God continue to bless her with good health and a sound mind in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is coming from everyone at Primus Advertising, Wale and his team, to Francisca Anku. A very, very happy birthday to you. My birthday was yesterday, but okay. they want to wish her. All right. Yeah. Now, talking about uh, belated birthdays, I forgot to. Well, I didn't say it on air. I sent the messages. My my favorite twins in the whole world, Twin Senor and Twin Senna. Oh. Oh yeah, on Twitter. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top top guys. Oh, nice one. Them. They are they are really really nice guys. I, th- um, I think we also had. Was it Senor Jose who had his birthday yesterday as well? Birthday, I believe, it was yesterday. Uh, belated happy so birthday, birthday to you too. too. Belated happy birthday to everybody who celebrated your birthday today. To yeah. Senor and Twin Senna, have a good one. They they, nice. they they they. The last time I saw them was at my wedding. I invited Aww. them. And then they made. I was very. I was very <laughs> touched. I sent. They said. Oh, they said. Oh, why not? Yeah, they they made it. Oh, lovely. Dressed in their matching tux and yeah. tie and things. They are lovely guys, and they support Arsenal too. Oh, I mean, then of course they're great, <laughs> great guys. I mean, did we also say happy birthday to Akosia Pencil? She plays Ethia in the City TV series The Hairdressers. Yes, we did. We, I, um, I read that. I lovely, read that lovely, lovely, that lovely young lady. Hope and, she had a great day. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. Yep. And uh, this one says, please wish lawyer Grace Ghana of Pebble Law Consult a happy birthday from staff of management of Pebble Law Consult. <laughs> But a new nourish season is here, and Malta Guinness is inviting you to watch and support the goodness in women's football with the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League. Follow every pass, tackle, and goal as our ladies add some style to fuel our, to, to fuel your passion for football. Follow the Malta Guinness uh, Women's Premier League on our social channels. Hashtag Malta Guinness WPL and watch the matches live on Max TV every week. Now, the Africa Industrial Trade Show is happening this November. In case you didn't know well now, you know it's happening on the 2nd and 3rd of November this year at the Tema uh, Free Zones Enclave from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. each day. You can visit AITS.events to register or you can call 055 for more details. Now, what will be happening is that you get to participate together with multinational exhibitors. You can market your brand and network with over 1,000 potential working clients, investors, and entrepreneurs. And it's a trade platform, trade promotion platform for indigenous and international companies across multi-sectoral light and heavy industries. Now, with October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, you need to make your way to the bank hospital. Every Wednesday and Thursday, there's a free education and physical examination. Now, if you want to take it further and you want some proper treatment, there's 50% off mammogram and breast ultrasound scans. You can find the bank hospital at Cantonments near Nafti, block F6 Shippy Road. You can call the bank hospital on 030-2739-373 or send an email info at thebankhospital.com. Think pink, think early detection. 
and some people enjoy coaching their football teams from the comfort of their couch. Some love to visit the sweet-smelling perfume shops in France from their phones. Some appreciate comedy shows that make happy tears roll down their cheeks. Surfline knows all of this, so they're making our happy places easy to find with their fast data. Just top up more or get a Surfline device and experience countless uninterrupted hours of fun. You also qualify for a free voucher to Surfline partners like X-Men, Cheesy Pizza, Doman Foods, and Body Basics. This is nice. So whether your happy place is a front row seat at the Grammys, or you're like me who enjoys visiting my crush's IG every minute, then Surfline is for you. Surfline, better together. And over the last 20 years, Ashesi has been educating ethical entrepreneurial leaders through high-impact experiential education. The university is now recognized as one of Africa's best, with a bold vision to raise the bar for higher education on the continent. Ashesi graduates are considered among the world's best and receive job offers, start businesses, or graduate school within six months of graduation. As Ashesi celebrates 20 years of impact and excellence, learn more about the university at ashesi.edu.gh. Ashesi University, 20 years of educating ethical and entrepreneurial leaders in Africa. And people are always searching for convenience, a simple and easy life. And with Pokua, you get just that. Pokua is a virtual assistant from Star Assurance. She gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time. From the convenience of your home, office, beach, market, or anywhere in the country, you can reach Pokua. Chat with her today on WhatsApp, 0242-436-160. Or dial the short code, star 713, star 222, hash. Star Assurance. Your solid partner. birthday messages coming in this one says uh, help me um wish a belated birthday to my sister alexia dobia datsin of blue crest wish her god's blessings and guidance from brother okaija and the entire family this one says please wish my friend kelvin a happy birthday and he enjoy his day to the fullest he didn't add your name so how does kelvin know who is wishing him a happy birthday or Kelvin has only one friend. You see, and he's only the, he's the only Kelvin in the world. Yeah, but there are so many Kelvins. So many Kelvins. So many Kelvins. It could be anyone. So maybe send another message and add oh. which Kelvin it is, or maybe Aha, where he works, who he is, and your name as well, so he knows who he's coming from. Everybody knows a Kelvin. I was yeah. in secondary school with a Kelvin. Yeah. There was a Kelvin in my class. Charlie. But of course, his birthday is in November, not October. And so you know this. I know, I know that for a fact. Oh, I mean, I, I was in class with him for three years. 
In secondary school, you never know. Really? And cool. I don't think I remember anyone's birthday who I was in class with. Oh, honestly. Are you sure? Maybe just a couple of people. Yeah, okay. okay. So because it's your birth month, you remember other people who share oh, your birth not, month. Not necessarily. But it's because we are cool. We are paddies. Do you remember everyone's birth month in your class? <laughs> no. So why do you remember his in particular? No, I remember okay, I remember another guy's birthday. <laughs> no, I remember two other people's birthdays. Really? One one because we share one. We share birthday. Oh, okay. So that's that's a, yeah, understandable. You can send us a message on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. But as we as we went through the newspapers and even the main news and city business news, we had very interesting uh, few things. So we know that Guta last week they were in Kumasi, they closed shops for a few days. Um it's in Accra now, and we heard uh, Dr. Obing, the president of Guta, we spoke to him two days ago, saying that they were going to close their shops. Mm-hmm. They met with the Council of State for them to rescind their decision. They say no. Mm. They are still going ahead. And so they set um, today aside for the closing of shops. We'll, we'll get to the ground and find out what the picture is. Uh, let's not forget that there's a, I don't call it a counter group, but another group, TAG, a traders advocacy group they say they will open shops so that's also on the side that's also on the side uh I, I i don't know look i don't know if there's an internal war between guta and tag but tag says they are opening the shops but I, I, i'm not so sure if tag has any objectives different from guta, guta yeah. in terms of the demands they are making i think from what we heard them say it's more of less push for our demands but if we shut shop, we will be hungry. <laughs> so they are looking yeah. at it from a very pragmatic point of view that yeah, we are I protesting, mean, yes, but let us not close down shops. Yeah. Like the other day, I had the pastors calling on pastors to wear red armbands. And I'm like, when they are going where? To church? Or <laughs> so you, you heard that, right? When the pastors had the press conference, they actually called on pastors to wear against Galamzi. <laughs> Against Galamze, you know, and I'm like, ah, so when you are going where? Where they are going? Red to pastor, you oh, come you, to church. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they also move around. No, but you alone Maybe moving not. around red armband, <laughs> <laughs> or you go so to your church, place. you alone in red armband, and then the church members disputes by you. Red armband, looking at you, kujam bomb yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I, look, yes, if they want to speak about Galamse, but the red armband. How are you going to express that? Because as for Guta, they have the numbers, they will meet and do it. But pastors. Yeah, unless they're, they're going to encourage the congregation to come on Sunday <laughs> on with Sunday that, so that the whole, you see, everybody. Or find like a, a, a unified pastors group uh, doing so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're doing the proper protest uh-huh. walk yeah. or, something. or something. But like where I'm I very curious when <laughs> the pastor starts start talking about Galamse. <laughs> yeah, why do you find it curious? Yeah. It means that it's hit the the very yeah. soul of the nation. Mm. For pastors to, to yeah. speak then Because then for me, they represent the conscience of any society, and I'm talking about religious leaders. Mm. So once they start expressing themselves in this manner it means that Charlie we are in very serious times yes but in, on the educational front a few things are happening so the DG of the Ghana Education Service has been relieved of his position Charles has also been speaking the conference of heads of assisted secondary schools 
they've also been speaking they've been outlining a few things Godfrey, your very good friends are charged these days they are speaking small small yes i'm i'm happy with <laughs> the they finding their voices mm-hmm. it went down for a while but i guess the circumstances also required that they become a bit more vocal vocal uh, because it got to a time they made it look like uh, media houses had an agenda because i recall when uh, we discussed the food situation here and nobody would say we're lying everybody said we're lying it doesn't even speak up and then it really hits them hard. Yes. And then they started and talking. They started. And they haven't stopped talking since. And I'm happy. Because some of the points that they've raised uh, are things that go to the conversations parents have. And people in educational policy also have. For instance, this trimester system conversation, two years ago, there was significant debate about it. To do or not to do. Whose voice won? What was it based on? Because here we are, 2018, a decision is made. 2022, Charles says, well, we've done this for four years. Mm-hmm. 2022, 2023, we want a return mm-hmm. to what used to exist because of problem ABC. They are saying students are stressed, infrastructure is struggling. Yeah. Basically, they cannot deal right now. So they've brought that up. But other things that they brought the, up also interest me. Because it's also something that people have spoken about. The PTA. And if you read what they are saying, they are saying that uh, they want the Ghana Education Service to come clear on parent-teacher associations as the lack of clear directives on PTAs was impacting the effective relationship between PTAs and the schools. In fact, I think we've done shows where we've been corrected that these days it's more of it's it's no longer called it's PTA. Called parent it's called parent association. association. The teacher element has been yeah. taken out. So. <laughs> how how how, how even the, the, sometimes the concept of it parent teacher and then you remove the teacher and it's a parent but association what, but what informed that yes what informed that no because the, yes no I, I think what informed it was one the 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 notion and perhaps also justified to a point some levels of corruption by Certain Some levels of administrators using the PTA system. That much was clear. Well, they should just correct it. <laughs> you know, yeah, but no. they kicked it aside. But that's a, that's the low hanging fruit. fruit. That's the kind uh-huh. of corruption you can do. But yeah, corruption is still it's growing everywhere. If you listen, let me finish, please. Yes, 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 Coach, he says the PTAs are still not active in our mm. schools. The government must come out with clear cut directives on the activities of PTAs to enable them to function effectively in all schools. Quote, this will also save heads the unfortunate queries and sanctions applied to them in their dealing with PTAs in their schools mm-hmm. and the fact that many PTAs are now very dormant due to the unclear, unwritten moratorium placed on their activities since the inception of the free senior high school policy. So yep. they want that also cleared up. Mm-hmm. But Godfrey, this one suggests to me, and I don't have too much background, yeah. it suggests to me that the stakeholdership equation is not balanced. Mm-hmm. Because CHAS is a major stakeholder mm-hmm. in managing second cycle institutions. Mm-hmm. So if they, who manage the institutions, say that the thing is not clear to them, 
<laughs> How come the policymaker is sleeping somewhere? This is a question we should be asking. And it's just talking. The people <laughs> running the school on a day-to-day yeah. basis, and they say there isn't clarity. This should be a clear-cut, one-time, you know, policy. If you don't want it, state why you don't want it. But you can't sit outside the fence and tell those inside the fence what they should want and what they shouldn't want. In this case, because it's it's, it's it, so quite a bit happening in the educational space and i'm hoping that the government takes this on because especially the Ghana education services because they are also at a crossroads because yesterday the person who runs the dg was relieved of his post as is the want of the president he appoints he disappoints uh, <laughs> and he feels that at this moment they need to move on from him. I I, I don't have too much information. To oh, but the, the thing was that the, 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 yeah, it, it was, was clear. It says that yes. the Ministry of Education but has informed. I this think that his extension itself was yes. problematic. Mm. According, according to, to the letter, because if you go to so, it says the contract. But at least it's not. You know, media can make this whole thing. You're not being sacked. He hasn't been <laughs> sacked. The man still has a job at the UST, yes. so he mm. should just quietly go and enjoy his lecture or whatever he does there. His, his extension was so, a problem. Yeah. With that so we are waiting for the appointment of his replacement to come and carry on some of these significant mm-hmm. yes. changes. But yeah. until then, even before the appointment. All those growies who have exceeded their sell-by date, who are occupying major positions in Ghana Education Service, they should be made to go home. They won't go. No, they won't go. Even you are sanitizing the system. This is a good opportunity. Yeah. The last. If the person on top has been relieved of his position, how about those who are in their mid sixties who are still occupying positions? And they are, you, you, you know this thing. Yes. Yeah, no, but last was, the last part was a massive problem yes. where there was celebration yes. and there yes. were tears yes. at the same time. Because his deputy, time. one of his deputies, yes. was given a second extension. Yes. Well, I mean, if you are a deputy and you are still young. No, he's not young. I'm just saying that. You see, our problem is not the extension. Our problem is the opportunities that are being blocked for yes. younger this, people. To Lengthen, grow. Stay. Yes, because somebody is 60, by the rules of the game, they should find their exit. Mm-hmm. And then you sit somewhere and decide that, oh, you mean, yeah, uh, 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 that somebody will make a call, so extend. I mean, that's an insult to the, to the entire nation if mm-hmm. you keep doing this. Mm-hmm. You go to Ghana Education Service, education, you play with education this way. Mm-hmm. That people who are supposed to go on retirement are given extension, not because they have done some revolutionary anything, but because they are connected to somebody somewhere. They're getting one, ex- two, ex- three extensions. You, you do that and go elsewhere and go and advise people to sacrifice for the nation. Is that sacrifice? The people who are there, the queue at Ghana Education Service and other institutions who are due for promotion. Some of them, the promotion is there, but they can't effect it because the people who are supposed to move, who are retired and supposed to move, they are still there. Some of them are even occupying government bungalows. Mm. Resources. Mm. And we say that we want to manage 
our resources efficiently. If they if their time is up, let yeah, them go. go. Mm. If you want to engage them, take them out and find some cocoa farm for them to <laughs> go and manage something. I mean, you know, but don't, you don't keep do them this. in the system. It, it's a then... problem. It, it's, it, it causes so much hatred and disaffection for the government. So if the government is doing this thing, or if the president doesn't know, that's what is happening there. <laughs> if he doesn't know, we are if he doesn't him. know, let me just say that if he doesn't know, it's happening there. It's happening in other institutions. And we need to we need to stop this thing because we want this country to go forward. The country to go forward, the youthful populace plays a key role. You understand? So you take decisions that tomorrow, when you are no more in power, when you are no more in government, and you sit back and watch, you are proud of yourself. This habit when governments come in, they load public institutions with their friends and family thing, it will backfire on all of them. You watch one of these days. <laughs> so, so small education, yes. yes. So, yes. so Chas, I, I, well, we'll see. But I'm happy Chas is speaking, Godfrey, and I said, I'm very happy because they are the ones in the middle of the ring going through the, the, the rigors of managing the schools on a daily so I'm happy they are speaking, and I hope that they will keep on addressing the system so that they and can get they have a new president, the OAS headmaster. We wish him well. He's a new it's a, task. it's a hard job. Yeah, he's a new task president. It's a, it's a very job. hard job, particularly at this time. You know, last job. week, Simons uh, and Kokui, uh, there was conversation again about what to do with the secondary school system. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, last week six years um, versus the three and three. Yeah, so the fluid there's, there's a lot versus, happening in the space. Lot. I, I think um, I, I have heard the education minister talk about this um, before, and his point, um, if I remember uh, correctly, is that the JSS mm-hmm. as is structured is not being efficient, and the outcomes we will not be able to generate the, the expected out, oh. outcomes in the way uh, they are structured. So I think he's thinking of merging the GSS years with the SHS, um, SHS yes. thing yes. to make it whole, which is like going back, back to the to old system, <laughs> you know, because the facilities, properly so-called, that you need to execute the GSS mandate are actually found mostly in, in the SHS. SHS. Oh. Labs, that's what okay. you know, so why not? Hmm. But as for reviewing education in a more scientific manner, it's, it's very important, yeah. not a polit- just a political no, decision. No, 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 no. When the world over, Things education policy is reviewed like day and night. <laughs> <laughs> Every time things are... Because it's, yeah. it's connected to industry. For, I think when I was in China, every five years, we pay the law. Every five years, they have to do it. Something has to change. Because yeah. trends are changing. Funnily enough, when I was leaving, the, the, the concern at that point, if I remember when they did the conference, was how very robotic the learning was at the time. Mm-hmm. And they needed to find a way to encourage thinking outside the box amongst middle schoolers and, oh, okay. yeah, and basic students. So the focus was at that time being changed from for the next five years how do we 
because they also had a very stringent rote learning system. It's very strict because you have to learn certain things in a certain way because the education is tied to political ideology. Mm, so they won't give room for somebody to come in. Women who be that way. They know where they are coming from. The report at that time that had come out indicated that they could not operate outside of what they had been yeah, taught yeah, and in yeah. the global perspective. So you could have a conversation with a classmate and all the person knows is China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person doesn't know anything else. So I, when I was leaving at that point, the focus was that for the next five years, the review is that we are going to encourage more thinking outside the box, more expansionist educational style, you know, at that time. But let me and ask every five years you go on. Do Americans know anything outside America? <laughs> Kofi, you tell me. Charlie, <laughs> I think you're getting a bit better, better now, now, but... Because of social media, yeah. man. Yeah. Yes, that's because true. social media. That's I mean, true, but I, it, it didn't I, used to I, be I, that look, way. I, I'll tell you what. We used to hear these stories, but I experienced this thing. Yeah. When yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometime in the late 90s, uh, I, I was... Uh, I, I think I was in New York or somewhere. And some... Body met me. Yes. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. You're, you're from you're from Ghana. Yeah, Africa. You you know you know uh, um, mentions name. somebody's name. You know huh? Kenya. Yeah, you know him in Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am a million. Charlie, and I'm saying that we used to hear stories like this. Oh, right. let me do you one better. And he actually, he was very happy with the question. Yes, like you should know oh, your Kenyan brother. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, mine. I mean, I did it. You did. I'm telling you, I had. Some friends visit relatives as well. This was way back. And telling these American kids were like, ah, so do you have like a place for entertainment? That's how they just go to National Theater. Fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's. Tell I said, I pushed these kids into a class. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, mine was bad. Let me tell you my story. So I got went to the U.S., you know, going to start school. This was a Caucasian lady. She was a teacher at the school where I was going, and yeah. I would ride with her in the morning. The first day, she met me. This, no, this was before I was a Spelman. There was a, a school I went and she said, okay, now, and she actually did, she did the motion, like the action. Yeah. Are you, and, she, and she spoke very slowly, as if, in oh, are you familiar with how to use a seat belt. Seat belt. They feel action. I just said, yes, yes. I, I'm gonna, okay, I went to her house. Do you know how to use a remote control? <laughs> and she was, pre- she was this, doing that. And she was like, this, this remote control. Charlie, I just looked at the woman again. Okay. This one in my master's and, class. Like, she was literally, look, she thought I was coming from Africa. Cookie, look, in my master's perception of Africa. Cookie, my master's class, we had this lady, right? She came from the US, but her dad is Ghanaian. So we went there one day when she got a call. It was her niece that called her. Then, so I could hear her side of the conversation. And she kept saying, Yes, there are roads here. Yes, there are buildings here. Yes, I watch I mean, basketball they here. Know. They don't know. They don't, they don't know. Then when she hung up, I asked her, She said, Honestly. It's my little niece. She's asking me, like, do, are they tree, do they live on trees? Yeah, yeah, they don't know. Like, do they wear clothes? <laughs> and she's standing on that. She does everything here, just like in America. She watches basketball. Yeah. She does everything. The funniest part was, Your English is so good. Oh, they say it. And then you're dressing. It's such a good English. <laughs> Wow! Hey. So, I, I had gone to visit when my son was in uni. I'm going to visit my son in Nottingham. I went to a restaurant, Chinese restaurant, were there, mm-hmm. and I remember asking the lady that I wanted cook. Mm-hmm. I waited for a while. This lady wasn't coming. 
And then eventually she brings a Pepsi. Mm-hmm. So I picked the Pepsi and I said, no, that's not, I want Coke. Then Chinese woman, he said, yes, Africa, you don't know Coke, Pepsi, same, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. You're telling me. Ex-Coca-Cola. That's the irony of it. Ex-Coca-Cola. And she said, okay, okay. And then she left me. Up next is Tech and Social Media Trends brought to us by our friends at Cow Bank. You can shop online or in store using our range of debit and prepaid cards, Visa, MasterCard, and GH Link. You can also shop and make payments from a variety of virtual shops located on the Cow Bank app. To learn more, call 0800 500 500. Cow Bank, forward together. It's also brought to you by Vodafone. For many of us, social connections get us through the day, which is why Vodafone's refreshed red offers now give you so much value. Get your favorite red offers on Star 200 Hash. Dial Star 200 Hash today and enjoy the best value. Vodafone, further together. Daniel Cranting is here with the segment. DK. Hi, Daniel. What's happening? Hi, Nathan. Hi, Kokui. How are the Akuras doing? Oh, we are good. You are? Oh, we are very fine. No okay. Good. All right. What's you- in the trends? <laughs> <laughs> I will not be shaking. You will not? Never. Really? At all. But you know that um, Nathan's school is still in there and yeah. Bernard's school is still in there. We, we Godfrey's may, we may not stay in there, in there longer. Oh, I don't worry. Because we take on pre-second. You take St. on pre-second and, and yeah, St. John. Um, Pope he's John. already conceding defeat. Pope John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a tough contest. It's, it's going to be a good one. He's already conceding defeat. But you don't worry. Don't we'll worry. If we make it great, <laughs> I mean, if not, Charlie. Right, what's the school. Kokui's <laughs> mm. friend, Abiana, she's catching heat on social media. Oh, oh Abiana? Yeah. Why? What has she done? Now, she's a judge of a singing competition. Eh? Yes. Somebody came to perform. And then the way she sucked the young man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I saw it. The way she sucked the young man. Now, this comes, it was a, what, um, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. She spoke about how Marco Kriku maintains comments yeah. um, to her. Yes. In an audition. Mm-hmm. Almost ended her career, mm. so people are saying, "Ah, so you know how it feels like." Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it to the young man. Oh, the young man he didn't even finish the first line of the song. I know. Oh, so but if you know the triumph, they don't tell him. Oh, it it was a bit, a bit. You thought it was a bit. Uh, I mean, I, I, but I, 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 I think social media has been unfair to Abiana because yeah, yeah. I recall because Abiana said the criticism shaped her career. Ah, you know, so she's not like she 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 was upset by the criticism. She said she took it in good faith, and her career was shaped by that criticism. Yes, but she also said it was like some people will not take it well, mm. some people will take it well, and she's in the half of the people who took it well and let it play. Uh, so why is she catching f- flag for? Because the social media. Well, she knows that some react. people may not handle it well. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I she's Kriku did it. Social media was was not there. <laughs> or the way it is now. Was very annoying. <laughs> very, very annoying. What did you gonna And the man is put nice Oh, Charlie. Yeah. So Abena is catching it. It's not. It's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, but I mean, it's. Talent shows, you never know what you're going to get. You never know what kind of feedback you're going to get. It, it, it can be rough. It can be tough. Um, but I think people do need to remember, social media, it goes so far. And the way you talk to people, the way you... It, it can go far, and not everybody reacts the same way, you know. Um, and but there's also entertainment value to this. Remember, 
Yeah. People are not going to watch Mentor because everybody comes and sings beautifully and the judges are all happy and go. They want a bit of controversy. You need someone to give a bit of spice. Exactly. So there's that element of it as well, is to heighten the action, make it a bit more entertaining. And sometimes that aspect of it creeps in. So whether or not, I mean, we don't know whether or not she was told to give some kind of outlandish reaction just to drum up some excitement it could yeah, be but um i mean this is someone from what i understand abiana has actually been you know where they have the bands that perform with the singers i think she's actually been a backup singer in in some of those mm-hmm. bands as well so she knows the whole process quite well she knows it's not easy now today she's in a position where she's been a female vocalist of the year you know at the vgma so she's done quite well in her career and i'm sure she has empathy for people who are coming up and i would hope she does because she's been through the mill yeah. you know and, she, and i'm sure she remembers her humble beginnings so yep. um you know, it is what it is. It will bla- it will pass. Maybe this will even give this young man a bit more attention, so Hopefully. people will get to know his talent. Hopefully, and maybe <laughs> want- as, as to whether he's talented. That's that's a def- that's a different question. Maybe, so now maybe people will be curious to say, okay, let me go and check out yeah. what he does. See his social media, and for all we know, we may be seeing him on City TV singing here. Next thing we know, boom, he's also like Abiana getting you know blown up. So let's see how it goes. Let's see how he utilizes the the that's fame. Yeah, the attention. Anya, what else is trending? Nigan, it's World Cup season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Inaki Williams and Josephine so scored. Yeah, boys <laughs> are pushing. Ah, one said, "Thank God." One was tweeting their stats. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you need to catch attention. Really, Friday. I see. Oh yeah, Friday a provisional list is coming out. So this Just is your last, last minute campaign. Quick. Last hour. Yeah, somebody said, "Thank God for my goal and two assists." <laughs> <laughs> <Say, "Hey." laughs> The city is also trending. Okay. Oh. It has no joke. It slumped the worst performing uh, currency mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. 11.7. Oh. Mm-hmm. But Nathan, yesterday, you see, you always need practical examples yes. for you to appreciate how bad the situation is. Yes. Oh, yesterday, our brother Judankan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Nathan, that guy, ah, you see, when your shoe, you no. Know, Ooh. When the when the shoe, when your shoe when the mouth has opened yes uh-huh. and you be uh-huh. when you are walking then it's, uh-huh, it's doing that, uh-huh. so now you need to drag your feet uh-huh, you are walking like you have a hamstring yeah. injury uh-huh. or it will make noise yeah. oh so the guy dragged his feet down upstairs and then he came out the first question he asked he said oh this thing see what has happened to my shoe this thing how much will it cost uh-huh. then somebody said oh five cities so the guy sat there for like ten minutes too. He was thinking, because five CDs, the guy doesn't have some. <laughs> oh. So next thing we know, no, Judah has gone downstairs again with uh-huh. a shoe like that. No, ta, 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 ta. <laughs> he went to the old lady shop. He went to buy super glue. Uh-huh. One CD, 50 pesos. Uh-huh. <laughs> Daniel, I don't believe oh, this story. I'm telling you! Why are you doing this to Why? Then he performed the surgery himself. Okay, Daniel. I let the shoes sit there for. Fact, this in, fact, in, fact, in fact, we filmed oh. the surgery live. Oh, no. oh there's we a video. The Wait, there's evidence of this. There's there's evidence. There's video evidence. Oh, you Duncan, Charlie, I was trying to say something, oh. but this one, I can't, there's Peter, no way out. The situation is serious. Oh. Wait, so where's the video? No, I want to see it. He doesn't have to share. I'll see. So it. Me you see, I don't like being accused of you. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. He begs. Girlfriend is corroborating the story. Why you put Jude on blast like this this morning, Danny K? Why are you doing this? Because this is not right. I hold you, Duncan. I hold you, Duncan. And you've put him. I mean, no, 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 no. If the current economic crisis is affecting Jude Duncan, then we are all in trouble. Jude Duncan's five CD shoe. 
repair. Wasn't five CDs. It was one CD fifty pesos. <laughs> five CDs you couldn't afford. Now second social media trend brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. Send us your thoughts and comments on the number 0549-986-996. Let's, uh, let's get to the line. We're talking education earlier. Let's get to the line. Let's speak to Father Stephen Owusu Setre. He's the newly elected president of CHAS. CHAS is the Conference of Heads of uh, Assisted Secondary Schools. To get some clarity on their community and what it is they want, or so some of the issues they may have, um, Father Osisetcha, good morning and welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, Nathan. How are you doing, sir? Uh, God's great. We are doing fine, and you? We are fine. Thank you so so much. First of all, congrats on your uh, new position. Thank you. Thank it's you. a it's a it's a tough job, but. Uh, we congratulate you nonetheless. We believe that you uh, cause big things to happen. The first, one of the first things um, as as a group, Chas, that you've done is to put out a communique outlining some things that you want addressed. Can you just run us through the main points of of that communique, and then we can start our conversation from there? Yes, um, we we issued a communique after our sixtieth. Um, anniversary and also conference uh, at Koforudia. Uh, we, at the end of the of eight days of, of meeting, we issued this communique and uh, we want to just um, uh, appeal and also recommend certain things to, to our bosses and our, 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 our government to make sure that uh, these things are put in place so that the work that we do as heads of schools will be very effective and efficient. So first, we we acknowledge the uh, good works of the government, and we acknowledge the good works of, of parents and all stakeholders, and uh, we acknowledge the importance of the free SHS and its implementation. We also thank the government for the huge money that uh, the government is spending on the Kenyan children. We also thank the government and acknowledge the um, procurement and distribution of pickups and buses to the schools. Uh, and we also acknowledge the numerous infrastructures and infrastructure put in place uh, since the inception of the free SHS policy. We, we thank GES and we thank government and all stakeholders. And then we came down to uh, put up some concerns and, and some results. And then in there, we, we are basically saying that the, um, the resources needed by head to run our schools are supposed to be provided uh, 
in time and on time. So we put across that we members uh, of CHAP are saying that um, we need our money to release timely, and we need food supply to be sent to our schools uh, in time and on time and in the uh, correct quantity. We also talked about the inadequate poor uh, quality of furniture that are always sent to schools. And we are saying that the government should allow us to um, procure these furniture uh, from the local communities where the schools are located uh, because we used to do that previously. And then we also touched on the difficulties that come up with the buffer stock and the supply of food to schools uh, and the stress that uh, that kind of program is putting on the head. And we are saying that if it's possible, um, the government should allow us to procure our own food items, deal with our suppliers so that we know where they are and deal with them directly. She also talked about the uh, payment of uh, electricity bills. Uh, some schools are still on prepaid meters. And we are saying that the prepaid meters are not helping the schools. Because, for example, if you have a prepaid meter on your fixed on your administration block and all of a sudden you are working and, they, and it goes off uh, and maybe it's difficult to go to buy, then so many things will not get, I mean, will not get done. And we are saying that uh, we should, they should replace with post-paid meters. We also touched on the, um, the day schools that had been uh, starved for, for money for a long time. Uh, right after our conference, uh, the day schools, uh, we thank God, uh, have been given some kind of uh, money to run their school. We touched on the, um, the PTAs, and we want government to uh, help us get uh, the PTAs function effectively in our schools. And in effect, all that we are, we are saying is that there should be uh, a document, literature on the policy uh, guidelines on PTAs in our schools. Um, we also touch on the code of conduct uh, for students. We want, we want um, the, the, the code of conduct that is operational right now uh, seems to be very uh, obsolete. And when you apply it, it's like um, you are touching on the human rights of our students and then mm. so many things happen in our schools. So we know that there have been some review of the code of conduct for students and uh, for some time now we have been asking for it, but it's not coming. So we are saying that... Um, the code of conduct should be uh, issued uh, uh, to the schools without any further delay. Um, we also um, advise members of CHAP, the heads of schools, to make sure that uh, the examinations that we write are devoid of uh, any more practices. We advise uh, our members. Okay. And um, we also uh, touch on the... Uh, I mean, the, the, the motivation and all the incentive packages to, to our teachers in schools. But for some time now, uh, our staff members have not been receiving the incentive package. We also talked about some um, money um, fees that have been um, retained by the GES. Uh, for example, for some time now, we have not been receiving the maintenance money, library and ICT, ID cards and other, other things. And we are saying that um, uh, some of these things, uh, these things are not uh, being implemented in our schools. So we want 
the money to be sent to our schools if if the the GES cannot um, implement or issue ID cards and all that to our students, they should give it to us so that we can do that for them. Okay. These are some. These among others are the things mm. that we mentioned. Um, okay. In in today's edition of the Daily Graphic, one aspect, and you didn't mention it, but I, I just want to get your thoughts on that. The call for a, um, a look at the, the semester versus trimester, um, that, 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 that bit. Can you please explain why you, why you want a switch from the current semester system back to the trimester system? What are the challenges with this semester system that are forcing you or that, that are urging you, the challenges that are urging you as chas to want to go back to the trimester system? Um, thank you very much. You know, this, uh, this trimester system came in, uh, with the, uh, tracking system. I hope you remember. Yes, when, yes. when the students were, when the, the policy was rolled out, you realized that, uh, so many students came on board. I think it was a very good idea to track the students, uh, gold and green, so that all of them could go to school. The idea was that, uh, if, for example, in Opoku school, the school could only take, uh, not more than 3,000, you understand? Mm, okay. But, uh, going, the tracking system was able to take about 4,000 above because uh, almost always a, a cohort of the students will be at home and the rest will be in school. So um, at, a, at a particular point in time, the school can take only 3,000 students. So it allowed so many students to, to, to go to school and it was very good. Other than that, all of them were going to be at home. It was very nice. So um, the tracking system came and it came with a semester. Uh, it, it, initially, it was okay. We were trying to implement it, and uh, we were trying to uh, deal with it and get over it. But uh, later on, the whole thing also changed from the track to the transitional calendar. And that one, the difference is that the gold and green were scrapped, and then now we are dealing with uh, a, a, a calendar that always allows a stream of, uh, of the students to be at home. So, for example, right now, we have Form 1 and Form 2 students in school. So, if the Form 3 students have not completed, they were going to be at home. So, or any, any point in time uh, along the year, one-year group will be at home. That's what we call the transitional. Okay. So, they will come and do it, and then they will leave another one come. I mean, come in. That, in itself, is putting so, so, many, so much stress. <laughs> on the school facilities and on the heads and, and management, you understand? So we don't even have a break. But we, we, we are the view that if you go to the, to the trimester, it will give us some spaces in between so that uh, we could do some maintenance work and all that in the schools. We will have some breaks in between. Basically, what we are saying is that the government should try to put in place measures to make sure that you go back to that uh, 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 transistor so that our schools, the stress on us without any break, because this one will come for four months, and then another one will, 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 they, they will go, and then they will come for another four months. But a very short break. You don't even have time to um, uh, do maintenance work and anything on your, on your facilities and on campus. And it's so stressful that um, we want to go back we are crying for that. We want to go back so that 
after first term, there will be a short break. Second term, there will be a short break. And the third term, there will be a short break. So that uh, in between, you have rest uh, to do other things. Basically, that's why we are, are, are crying for that. Okay, my, my, my colleague uh, Koku is here. Should should want to ask you a question. Good morning, Father. Um, yeah, just a question on the semester versus trimester. So are you saying that if you revert to the trimester system, the accommodation challenges will be addressed? Will you still have enough room to accommodate all years, one through three? Um, because you are saying that with the semester, at least one year will be at home while the other two years are in school. So how does the trimester, or reverting to the trimester system, address the accommodation issue? No, I'm not saying that with the trimester, I'm saying that the semester, uh, here we are running the semester with a, a transitional calendar. That's what I say. Uh, and then that means that, uh, any point in time, the, uh, a cohort of the students will be at home. And I gave you an example. And we are saying that, um, the, for the semester, it's like the school year is divided into two. All right, and uh, per the calendar that we are running, uh, divided into two, it means you have only one break in between. So, um, and cup, I mean, coupled with the 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 transitional calendar, you realize that students come to school and they leave, and the other one comes. So, by the time you need you need space to do certain things, any point in time, others are in school. But with the with the with the trimester. Uh, even though we may run the the um, the transitional calendar, which we wish that it should also be done away with very soon, we will have uh, enough breaks to to also uh, allow the facilities in the schools to rest and also the, the the human resources in the school also to rest, so that we will come back. A, a particular mention we made of the of the kitchen women. Okay, they are always in school, so if the the, the the semester is going, then definitely the the transfer calendar should also go with it so that there will be enough space for the school to do other things. Otherwise, if we keep on like this, a time will come um, certain facilities in the school will not function and even the, the, the human beings working in the school may not also function well because of fatigue and burnout. That's why we are asking for this place. Okay, all right, and then you can accommodate all students in the trimester system at once. Uh, um, in fact, um, the the embedded thing in our request is that that has not come out clearly. That I want to mention is that the the authority should be able to put up uh, enough facilities in, in the school to do away with this um, um, uh, issue, so that in fact I I can say that in some of the schools. Uh, if government is able to complete some of the projects that they have started, most of the schools will go uh, on a single track, like mm. um, without with, without dealing with the uh, the transitional calendar anymore. Yes, because um, if, for example, if some furniture is provided to some schools, as I speak with you, the, those schools will, will will be will win itself from the transitional calendar, and all students will be. In school, because there are so many, um, I mean, uh, blocks in the school that have not been completed. Some of them are almost completed, and um, because of the economic exigencies, um, contractors are not on site and all that. So, 
I, we, we are hopeful that if some of these uh, structures are completed in many of our schools, most of the schools will win themselves from the transitional calendar to become a single track school. Okay. So that the, the semester, the, the, the trimester will be effective. Okay. So, uh, so and I know, I know the GES and the Ministry of Education uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know they're also working towards it to ensure that uh, the uncompleted uh, structures in our schools will be completed. And when they are done, most of the schools, I, I tell you, will go, uh, um, single track. They, mm-hmm. they started, but they are not completed. Some okay. of them could be completed easily. That's what I'm, uh, I want so, to so, so, so essentially, from what you're saying, it means that the availability of infrastructure is very key to reversing or going back to the trimester to ensure that it runs well. If there's infrastructure, everything else will fall into place. That's what you're saying. Exactly. That's what Great. I'm saying, that if those, those structures, uh, the, their completion are uh, expedited, I think everything will be fine in our school. So if you, in education, when, when you make a request, one request opens the door for the other. Because it's it just, it just like a chain, you, you understand? Uh-huh. Mm. So once I ask for infrastructure and I'm asking for uh, all students to be in school, then it, automatically I'm, I'm, what I'm asking is that all these things must be put in place. And I know our, our, our authorities know about exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. And, and that's why you not being in the system, uh, I, I'm trying to explain to you. Okay, great. Let, let's talk about uh, PTAs. Um, we had a few messages. Some people were talking about PTAs. Some parents have expressed concern uh, 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 over PTAs. You, are also, you also mentioned it in your communique. Tell me, what exactly do you want the government to do in terms of the PTAs? What's the current state of the PTA as we speak? And what do you think should be done to improve the role of the PTA in how secondary schools are run or just the education of teenagers who have been sent to school by their parents, you know, to get knowledge and all. One, so one, what's the, what's the current status of the PTA? And two, what do you think can be done to ensure that the PTA plays a key role in educating the children who have been sent to school? Thank you very much. I, I, as far as we know, we have been directed, okay, to allow PTA to run on, on their own. PTAs in the school are supposed to run. See, previously, the headmaster and, um, and um, the, some teachers were clearly involved in the activities of PTA. Okay. You understand? And now PTA, uh, they are running on their own, like an NGO. So PTA will meet and then uh, collect their own money, and then they will come and ask you, headmaster or headmistress, we want to do something for our students. What do you need? And then the headmaster or headmistress will tell them what the NAPT will come and do that for the, the schools. Okay, so but is that the current, fun, is that, is that how the, the, the current system the current is now? Directive. That's the current directive. That, okay. Yes, our concern is that that directive, uh, uh, you see, the directive doesn't stop PTs from working in the schools, no. But the directive is, not, is also making sure that, um, schools will not use the PTAs to stop students from going to classrooms and all that. I hope you understand. So, so if you are collecting money from uh, your members at PTA, you don't bring the student in. For example, you don't say that, oh, um, um, uh, student A, A's mother or, father or parents have not paid the PTA uh, dues or something. So that person should go home and, and, and bring the money. I hope you understand. Mm, so okay. you leave the student out of PTA issues. 
You understand? You cannot, the directive is that you cannot even issue PTA receipts to parents and, and, and then using the press, the, the student or the award of that, um, I mean, parent name on the PTA receipt. Put the name of the student, uh, of the parent on the receipt. So these are directives given to us uh, from time to time on, on different occasions. But what we are saying is that we need a policy guideline, like a, 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 a literature, a written down, all right, document that will direct us as to how to deal with our PTA. That's all that we are asking for, so that so that you know clearly what we should do when it comes to PTAs. But I must say that um, PTAs are supposed to function in our schools, okay, uh, devoid of um, students being sent home because of PTA dues and all that and what have you. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so we, we, what we are asking is that we want a clear policy guideline, um, I mean, uh, a document that will be issued to us officially so that we will know exactly what to do. And we have been discussing it with our, with our authorities, uh, the GES management and ministry, to help us get that document so that uh, when we are implementing that, we know that we are doing the right thing. Okay. So all these points that you've highlighted in your communique, when do you expect... Uh, government's response to these things? Do you have a timeline? Have you spoken to government? When, when do you want them to get back to you or implement some of the things stated in your community? I, I, all that I can say is as soon as possible. As soon as, so when you read the communique, you realize that um, um, there's a spread behind the communique. Some words are used. Some words like with immediate effect and immediately. So that's why should tell you that uh, we we wish that everything should be uh, uh, addressed as soon as possible. Okay. Thank you so, so much, um, Father uh, Stephen Owusu Secha. He's the newly elected president of CHAS. CHAS is the Conference of Heads of Assisted Secondary Schools. Coming up next is Your Money. Your Money is brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Alrighty, so um, we've been talking a bit about wedding planning. Remember I said we talked about that. <laughs> Yesterday I talked about freelancing, though. Hopefully people took the chance to check out some opportunities that exist to make a bit of extra money um, through some of these online freelancing sites. But still on the wedding kick, you know, I was having a discussion with a friend who is planning a wedding. I, I you know, coincidentally, and um, she's worried that, you know, her intended isn't as, um, or should we say, doesn't see the urgency in procuring some of the stuff for the wedding now, no. wants oh. to wait a bit, and she's worried that, you know, prices <laughs> keep escalating, and maybe by the time the wedding comes around, things would be so expensive. So, a word of advice, if you know that you're planning, especially during this holiday season coming up, December, where there's going to be so many weddings and so many events and so much activity, and around that time of year, you, you'll probably see a surge in pricing anyway, and then coupled with the current economic times, it may be prudent to stop acquiring some of the things you will need now and not to wait until you get closer to that period because mm. you never know what the prices might, might yeah, look like, especially true. for the things that you know are concrete. I mean, there are extras, right, that people always go for. But if you know for sure you're going to be your buying must rings, haves, yes. your must-haves, Charlie, go and get them, get them now. Early. Unless, get them early. Unless, of course, 
you're, you're not too sure. Maybe you've got one foot in one foot up. If you know for sure yeah, yeah, that you're going to Trust do this, me, it, works. It, works, it works. You know, get them in. Get your rings. You know, I mean, you're going to exchange the rings. The must have. So get, get them. them. Get them. You wear some nice shoe on the day. Charlie, go and get the shoe. Your dress or your attire. Some, you know, uh, groom groom's attire. Get them now. If you can, maybe even book your hair and makeup now. Even though maybe closer to the time, they'll tell you price has changed. But if you book it now, maybe they'll have to commit to the price they give you now. You understand? So I say do your homework now for as much as you can. Get the things, the essentials. Get them sorted now and hopefully save yourself some heartache closer to the wedding. Mm. That was your money. Your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Rolling like a leaf blowing in the wind. There is no place I own to call my home. I struggle just to make it true on the road to destiny. City Breakfast Show. Sending your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. We'll get to a few of your comments. But okay, at least we uh, at least, so so Charles has laid out the things they want. Yeah. Um uh, Father citrus, you know, going down the list as you said, um and and clarified a few things. So it looks like with the PTA or PA situation, um, you know, he did say that the men's should not be asked to leave school because they haven't paid PTA dues or because their PTA dues for their parents haven't been paid. Uh, Parents can still function as a unit to support the school, but that cannot be held against a student. The fact that maybe that parent has not paid or cannot pay PTA dues shouldn't be held against the student. So they're trying to take away that mandatory aspect of PTA dues, but they still want and accept Mm -hmm. the involvement of parents in school activities and in supporting the school. But he did also end by saying they still want clarification from government or some kind of a policy yes. that specifically so that, guides yeah, the activities so of PTA. Against, uh-huh. you know, you know so hopefully, you know, the ears that can do something about it are listening to that. They want definite clarity and guidance on PTA activities in school. Mm-hmm. With the trimester semester issue, access again, and accommodate, that's, infrastructure, infrastructure is, a, is an issue. Whether it's semester, whether it's trimester, if you cannot accommodate all the students, you're going to have tracks. Yeah. And from what he's saying, you know, 
I think everybody wants the tracks completely gone. You know, he, he did say they stopped gold and green, but again, what do we want to call it? Pink and blue, gold, green. There are times when some students are at home and some are in school because there's not enough space for everybody to be in there at the same time. So it's still a challenge that needs to be addressed, even if we revert to the trimester system, right? Um, I mean, he didn't talk too much about the food supply issue, but he did. I mean, he did say they need or they want to engage directly with local food suppliers in their various districts or areas and stop the dependence on buffer stock to supply majority of what they use. Um, but we do understand that for a lot of the perishables, the schools are given... Um, you know, a budget to deal with that because for perishables, obviously, you, you need them as fresh as possible and locally procured and all of that. Um, but it looks as though the centralization of the, the distribution of the non-perishables from buffer stock is the issue. It's not coming on time. The quantities oftentimes are not, you know, up to what they expect. And so they want to be able to handle that themselves. Um, and they, I suppose they feel they can do that a bit more efficiently and, and be more convenient for them. So let's see what the government has to say about that. But, I mean, listening to everything that he outlined, I think the, the biggest thing for me is dialogue and not dictation from government to yeah, chas or to schools. I think top down it, it, the top-down approach, I'm not sure it's helpful in an, uh, in an instance or in a situation where the people who take care of our students on a daily basis and interact with them and know the day-to-day challenges they face don't have that much of a voice in the decision-making or maybe the policy formulation. I think they, if not, if it's not happening already, and, you know, I stand to be corrected, maybe um, the ministry and CHAS do have that kind of symbiotic relationship. And if they do, it's great. But if they don't, perhaps they should take a second look at that because you can't, I don't think it's, it's necessarily the best thing to, you know, sit at headquarters, so to speak, and dictate to the people on the ground who actually run the schools without getting their input into what the best and more efficient and most feasible way to run the school is. So hopefully CHAS and GES or the ministry are communicating as they should. Hopefully these concerns will be taken um, into consideration seriously. And hopefully our education sector will continue to improve. We all want it to work and work well. It benefits us all when it does. So... Yeah, that's that's my take on what takeaways from what we what he said. We'll get through to some of your messages, uh, but talking about education, rich cocoa, your favorite cocoa beverage made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa, is back with the national essay competition. A total of a hundred thousand cities in cash prizes is up for grabs to all junior high and upper primary pupils. Now to participate, write an essay describing five things you would like. To see, uh, to help improve access to basic education in Ghana, essays must be handwritten and not less than 750 words for junior high pupils and 600 for upper primary. People submit your essay together with empty packs of either Richoco 1 kg or 500 gram or five packs of Richoco 20 gram and complete contact information to uh, select advantage points across the country. Deadline for submission of entries is the 19th of November. You can visit Cadbury's Richoco Facebook and Instagram pages for more details. C's and C's apply. Destiny, destiny, let me Well, this morning, have you had some tea, coffee, maybe even Gary Sokis, Mashke, or any cereal? 
what milk did you put in it? Well, I'm here to tell you that you should be trying Creamy Plus. Yep, it's got all the essential vitamins in the milk with vegetable fat. So it's gentler on your stomach. You will have those tummy issues. For those of you who don't tolerate milk very well, this is the milk for you. So you can jazz up your nightcap as well with the creamy taste of Creamy Plus evaporated milk. It's available in all girl shops, uh, Bachelor Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. For bulk purchase, contact Les Femme Distributors at Medina Ridge Junction. You can call them on 0501-682-522 or go to Grace Has Found found us at Akuko Photo in Dansoman. Call them on 0245-162-747. Alright, some of your messages have come in on 0549-986-996. Kokui, yes, they know? have. Alright, good morning Nathan and team. The PTA was changed to PA, not because of misappropriation of funds on the part of the school administration, but because of the promise made by the president about free education. Okay. Uh, GES Wahala, Ghana's number one problem is the crookedness of the heart, especially at the top. The insincerity, the dishonesty, the unfairness, the bending of the rules, and all the other communities. If the top repents and changes its ways, then it will be well with us. Otherwise, down, down, down we go. Okay. Uh, Good morning, CBS. This contract extension thing is just annoying. There are loads of employed youth roaming the street, or unemployed youth roaming the street because of these same things. Nathan, can you believe that people as old as 71 years are still sitting in GES offices, all in the name of contract extensions? It's very sad. Efodela sent that. Good morning, Nathan and team. Ghanaian education is in crisis. Our SHS headmasters and mistresses are really going through a heck of a time running their schools. Schools are owing suppliers of A4 sheets, toners, ink, and other stationary items. That's Frank from Michelle Camp. Sacking the GES boss isn't what we expect from you. Let your underperforming ministers go, Mr. President. Shuffle your ministers. Some of them are round pegs in square holes. Okay. Good morning, team. I've been in school since the start of February without a break as a teacher. Now, that's, that's just tragic. The art- teachers wow. are overwhelmed. How can you be Stuck consistently, in constantly teaching since February? No break. That's, that's unfair. Um, it says, I went on a cruise with my husband and we met a couple from the U.S. who asked us if we see lions and tigers when we are walking around. This is a reference to our earlier conversation about the way some foreigners perceive people from this continent of Africa. And yeah, some of them have interesting perceptions, right? Good morning, Nathan and team. Congrats to the new CHAS team and proposals put forward. But the mention of requests to change prepaid meters seems to indicate a lack of planning mindset that is faced by most systems. They should relook at that. That's Ganyobi and Kuntusi. I thought that was interesting as well. The, but the again, prepaid the prepaid bit as opposed to postpaid. Again, it boils down to when the money comes. So you're sitting in school, you're te- you know, whatever, lights go off. Either there's no money to buy prepaid or it's late, so there's no prepaid vendor available. And, you know, that's what affects them. Some schools have gone solar projects. I I know in my school, a holy child, Mm -hmm. we contributed to a solar project. Other schools have done it as well to try and curb some of these things. But whether that means going to postpaid or going back to postpaid is the answer, I'm not sure. Because then you get the problem of owing ECG. And then that also is compounded. Then you're now 
asking PA or PTA to help pay off some of these bills. So I don't know about going back to postpaid, but maybe the question of how to ensure there's consistent power, that discussion can be had. Um, Nathan, let me share my story. I went to Germany. The person I met at the reception of the institution I visited started asking if I see elephants and lions and that I should bring her a baby elephant on my next visit. Would, would you not get arrested at the airport if you showed up with a baby elephant? People arrested a Ghanaian woman with her two, with her two smoked antelopes. <laughs> at the airport, how are we bringing in a baby elephant? <laughs> Where we were, who, how do you say antelope in tree? She was bringing two smoked Smoke. antelopes. Ash- you are Ash- you Ash- arrested Ash- at the airport. The airport. How am I bringing a baby elephant? I I don't know. But and the person who even asked for that, what I mean, what's their orientation? Ah! If I see elephants and lions, I should bring her baby to elephant. take a girl fufu in <laughs> Germany. You arrested her. It is maybe elephants you can bring. (laughs) My mama said, son, don't you ever hear anything you can afford to lose. Men who try to seize control of your own in destiny. the city breakfast show your thoughts and comments are welcome on 0549-986-996 like i said if if you go out today you find that if you go to the central business district you find some shops are are closed quite closed but let's get let's get to caleb kuda he's on the field he'll give us a very good idea of what exactly is going on uh caleb um where exactly are you now, and, and what is going on there? Good morning, Nathan. I'm currently at Okaishi in the Central Business District, and as I speak, I can count a, a good number of shops that are shut this morning in compliance with the order from the Ghana Union of Traders Association. In fact, the shutdown has affected traffic flow in terms of vehicle and human traffic. If you're coming from... Um, at the Bakase CCFM office, we use the Farm and Coma Avenue, the main street towards the central business district. We drove in less than five minutes and we were here. Typically, around this rush hour, you spend an average of 30, 30 minutes before you can get through the thick of things. But today, traffic flow has been quite fluid from the main stretch all the way to Cocoa Board. And then if you take the 10 through to do, 
the traffic flow is also fluid as well. Uh, most of the shops are closed, but if you look on the street, some of those who sell um, clothes with mannequins by the roadside, quite clearly they are operating. So if you look at things from the street, you might think that there was no compliance. But if you drive towards the uh, central police office, the MTCD station, then you see that most of the chains of shops on your right and left are all shut, save maybe the banks who are tenants in some of the shops. If you come closer, uh, cross the road through Tudu, um, you see that at Tudu, most of the shops there, they deal in uh, clothes, so mm. jeans, shirts, suits, and stuff like that. Most of the shops there are closed. But I found out that a, a few of them open if you counted 15 shops, you have about between three or five. If you come towards the bus terminal where you have the uh, whole station of flower stations and where the black market uh, is, many of the shops on that street are closed. Much better than the ones you find at um, just when you enter the to-do side of things from the police MTTD. Now, we drove past that side, went through um, the... Tema, no, the the electricity company of Ghana came close close towards Makola Mall. The Makola Mall is where we found that compliance was almost a hundred. I mean, okay. I walked through the mall and spoke to one of the administrators there. She told me that very very few shops were open, and even with them, they are going to shut soon. You will see a few people there, quite honestly, and these are people who are selling fancy kenke or their uh, hairdressers selling, you know, acrylic nails and lip gloss and those kinds of things. The very few of them are there. If you come out of the Rollins, uh, if you come out of the Makola Mall, get close towards Rollins um, Park, you'd also find that, yes, again, people on the streets are selling a bit, but within the shops where you can get to buy clothes, underwear, general merchandise, bags, travel bags, and all those kinds of things. Many of the shops are closed. Typically, if you're walking on the pavement, it's a struggle. It's a shoulder-to-shoulder struggle because people are sweating, kayaks, headquarters are carrying loads and stuff like that. Today, I've seen a couple of them, and many of them are idling, quite honestly, because then most of the shops are closed and business is slow. If you go towards Chapel, White Chapel, the story is no different. If you go towards Oprah Square, the shops are closed as well. Where Oprah Square, where you find you get to buy electrical stuff, gadgets, and all of those things, many of them are shut. And then when you come to Okanishi, where I am currently, many of the shops are also um, closed. Then again, if you look at the traffic here, I mean, on the, around this time rush hour, Many of the shops close really, and they open really early. They are in wholesale and retail. You find that in the background, if you can hear the ambience, there are some footsteps, there's, there's some talk ongoing, but on a typical business day, trucks are carrying heavy loads, and there is you are struggling to find a place to, to walk through. It's like a maze, and you have to walk your way through the means, but now people are walking around freely and trying to uh, make the most out of the little steel 
they can make here at Okaishi. It's a very unusual atmosphere at Okaishi to do Rollins Park, UTC, Quiet Chapel, and uh, even Cantamante Nation. I'm sure you're quite familiar with Cantamante. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's right, too. You, you have a regular traffic. Okay. So most of the shops uh, there are yeah. closed, too. Actually, yeah. Okay. Now, as you as you moved around, did you see officials of Guta there just so you know they would ensure compliance, or people were complying even without the presence of officials of Guta? In fact, I was expecting to see some members of the tax force of Guta. I've not come across any yet. I've not come across anyone being questioned or queried for opening their shop. I mean, because actually, you find very few shops that are open. Okay, you, you, you did say that there were some shops um, opened um, earlier in, in the earlier part of, of your report. Would you happen to know if these shops belong to, for example, people who are part of the trader uh, advoc- the traders advocacy group? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I spoke to a young guy who said that earlier they got information that they are supposed to start their shops. And then again, another information came that they are supposed to open their shops. And that he has come here to the estate very shop at Okaishi. And in fact, it's called Normal Stores. He says his boss instructed him to open. And that's the second information that they're supposed to open was a bit of uh, confusion. It was quite contradictory for them. And for him, he's open on the instructions of his boss. So that's the story with uh, Philip, the young man who only gave his name as Philip. I've come to the side of Okaishi, though, where... I'm seeing uh, about three shops, three chain shops open, like okay. continuous three shops that are open, and I could sort of um, try and speak. This is the only place I'm seeing like about three, four, something more shops on this lane open quite actually. Um, actually, about five shops together are open. They're selling different things. Hello. Mm. Good morning, Nathan. I want to speak to one of them quickly. Okay, so okay, okay. Good morning. My name is Caleb. I am a reporter from CTFM. I just want to pick your thoughts. I'm okay. You say it's a shop and close to Accra. What is that information? Okay. What shop is it? What's It's on Colombian. Colombian. Very large. Ambrosia. Yes. And then Paris. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I don't know how to say no more days. Because I can't say anything with two shots. I just said, oh, customers and car, but around this time, and yes, Anna. But one can say anything, I will be your shop. Okay. You and I are back, I say, yeah, but she said, hey, dear. You and I are back from last year. Le baby ana yemi enti me wa hana me me so sawa ko friend say so listen to aba ha say wa o pe se bi e be to be e police for an asset tax for because me ni se police for an kasan ana we hu me de me hu o me so sa na e friend enye nse Okay. 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 Okay.
showed up at the place hoping con- to conduct business only to see that the shop he or she wanted to buy from was closed. Yes, I spoke to a lady of person and if I have seen one. Hello, good morning. Are you coming to do business here? Yeah. yeah. Are you a trader? Are you buying or selling? I'm, I'm a trader. I'm, I'm, I'm an importer in this market. You're an importer in this market? Yes. What, what do you make of that? What do you import? Beverages and then not What do you make of today's uh, ambience in the market? Uh, we, we are supposed not to open, right. but others have taken advantage to open. Me, for instance, I'm an importer, I know what is going on. Today, the pound is 14, uh, the dollar is 13. The euro is 12 cities, something. And all those currencies are using. So when I saw, when will I get the money to buy? We have to increase. But we are telling the the officials that they should do something about the dollar and the, the pound. I see you're walking around. Where and where have you been? Are you monitoring the closure? No, no, no. I, I went to the bank to check, to do my some transfer. So when you look around, what would you say is the compliance like for the... But those people who have opened, they are retailers. They don't import. But we those who have started our shop, we are the importers. So we have started our shop. Which was your name? I'm Mama Love. Thank you very much. You're Good. Are you working with her? Yes. You're together. Okay, that's fine. So, Nathan, that's Mama Love. She's a major importer. But earlier, mm. I was going to mention that I was spoken to... Um, a buyer of record, someone who came in to buy, and she was telling me that very often when they come to the market around this time, traffic volumes are high, most of the shops are open, and she expressed surprise that many were closed, and she had to do a few, uh, much more working in order to get what she wanted to uh, get. I was just about talking to her on record when she had to look for something else, like look for where she could find what she could buy. So it's a it's a mixed view. Around Okanshi bicycle lane where I am now. The yeah, shops are Okay, old cinema palace. Okay, good. So Okanshi old cinema palace. If you came to buy uh stuff for babies, if you came to buy things like that, you could get but for the major importance here, as you heard Mama Lam say, they have shut their shop. All right, Caleb, thank you so, so much. I'm sure we'll get more updates as and when they do come in. Uh, my colleague Caleb Kuda on the field there trying to find out 
the extent of uh, the closure of shops as directed by Guta. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a very short break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Please don't go anywhere. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. We're still the City Breakfast Show on City 97.3 FM. Got anything to tell us? Send us a message on 0549-986-996. But let's uh, switch attention slightly. Let's talk about initiatives that support young people. We all love such things. Now, the Cosmos Innovation Center is put together something they call the Agritech Challenge Classic. Okay, now uh, they are organizing a final pitch event to select 15 winning business teams that will be supported through the Challenge Pro to grow their business, receive mentorship, coaching, and be ready to scale up. Now, this is fascinating stuff coming from KIC. So, in the studio, I've been joined by Benjamin Jan Kessie, he's executive director at the Cosmos Innovation Center. I also have Theophilus Addo, who's from the University of Ghana. He's, he, he and his team, they are in the pitch as well. And I also have Mubaraka Umar Farouk. She's from the UDS, and she's also in there with her team. So I'll get to find out what exactly they are doing and how they plan to win and you know all of that. So let me welcome them. Let me welcome them. Um, gentlemen and lady, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Yeah, good morning. How are we doing? Yeah. Very good? Very good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Ben, let me start off let me start off with you. Um let's talk a bit about KIC, Cosmos Innovation Center, and why you are investing in, in young people. Right. Uh Cosmos Innovation Center, to give you a bit of a background, was started um, as a corporate social responsibility or we call it corporate social investment program from Cosmos Energy, the oil and gas company. Yeah. And um over the years, for about um, five years, at Cosmos Energy under the Corporate Affairs Department, the goal was to, and still is to, select brightest young people across the country okay. and then expose them to potentials and ask them to bring solutions that are innovative, that can help solve challenges in our economics um, in our economy okay. but we decided to focus on agriculture for many reasons a the aging population of our farmers critical b innovations are limited and technology limited and uptake of technology is very limited because also, also the level of education of our farmers mm-hmm. so no matter how much you try you still have um, you know a roadblock food security is important 
agriculture also has the biggest opportunity for us as of now as a country and a continent to be able to employ a lot of people. But most young people don't focus on that area. So mm. Cosmos Innovation Center was carved so that we would get young people to look at agriculture as the first option when it comes to employment or jobs. Mm. And so the program was set up in 2016 as a challenge to use technology and innovation to draw young people to find agriculture as attractive and get them coming up with solutions for the various part of the value chains. So right from agri-financing, so from farm to fork, anything between that, we are always accepting ideas from that. And since we started, we've been able to support... um, over 36 companies. Some of them have grown and are actually operating in six other African countries and um, impacting over hundreds of thousands of farmers across across the continent. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Let, let's talk about how these startups will be supported by KIC to grow their business. You've provided them this great platform to express themselves, show their ideas. How, how will you support them to move their businesses to the next level? Right. So before I get there, so just to conclude on the part I started, general started. So as of 2020, December, mm-hmm. because of the growth and impact that we've had on the community, Cosmos Innovation Center became a legal entity to be a standalone organization, okay. Okay. a foundation by Cosmos Energy, that we can actually scale our, our program. Now, um, I mentioned that the, the program selects young people and initially used to be in Accra. Mm. So we bring the, all, the, all the entrepreneurs to Accra and it was wow. centralized. But now, as we become independent organization, we are now partnering with other organizations like MasterCard um, Foundation, Foundation, Cosmos Energy as our parent, and also Cargo. And now we are able to scale our program. That's why you, we have uh, Theophilus and uh, Mubaraka here, mm-hmm. and they're going to tell you their story because now we expanded the program de- more like decentralized. Now, in our program, how we support entrepreneurs, after selecting them, we take them through, for their case, seven months process, and uh, we allow them to do market research that is funded. We allow them to uh, go through and uh, come up with their minimal viable product that is also funded and expose them to every network opportunities, every learning opportunity to really come up with the um, ideas that they have and also give them the business sense to say that, look, this is not a typical NGO that you're creating. You're creating a business that must be sustainable okay. and should have the potential to also support okay. uh, to employ others. I see. So, so, for example, for the startups who do not make it to the next stage, what, what happens to them? So KIC is creating... Um, a great alumni, we call the KIC Fellowship. And everybody who has been part of KIC since 2016 gets into this alumni. And the alumni also gives network opportunities, training opportunities, funding opportunities, because mm-hmm. we also get every every now and then people saying, uh, we're looking for businesses in this area. Have you trained anybody like that? And then we are able to connect them to that. Employment opportunities as well, because sometimes some employers are also looking for different mindset, uh, young people who have their mindset shift in a certain way and manner that when they come into their employment in their organization, they can be entrepreneurs within the organization okay. as people well. People who take initiative, initiative people who are proactive, that yeah. kind of thing. I'll, I'll get back to you, but let me speak to Theophilus and Mubaraka. Theophilus and sure. Mubaraka, you're welcome once again. 
first, Theophilus, let's talk about your experience. Uh, you're from the University of Ghana. So, um, what's been your experience so far? And then maybe you can tell us what your idea is. Um, uh, thank in, you very much for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah. It has been a great learning experience. And we've had the opportunity to pitch to experts. They've given us appropriate feedback, which has shaped our innovative thinking and our business ideas. And so, moving forward, we are more informed. We are in a better position to scale up our business. Okay. Yes, with respect to our idea, yeah. uh, what we want to do is, and um, we've realized that there's a huge, there's, there's, the numbers are huge when it comes to post-service losses. I see. Uh, with regards to tomato mm -hmm. and we want to keep this situation by processing the tomato we go to the farmers we take it from them we process it we add value to it and we sell it because the situation now is that we are importing tomatoes from our neighbor Burkina Faso mm -hmm. to augment the, the production deficit here mm -hmm. and so that is something we want to leverage on and and keep that that situation. Great, great. Uh, Mubaraka, what's, um, what's your idea? You're from UDS. Yes, please. That's way up, way up. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, your experience and what your idea is, is, is all about. Okay, so KIC has actually given me a space open up into the business world. It's an eye-opener for me because they have really told us that not only the idea, but you need the desire. And that's why they tell me the fire in the belly to push forward. To push forward, you need to be someone hungry to actually solve a problem mm -hmm. in agri-tech. And that's what KIC has actually taught me. And it's very good experience. Mm -hmm. For our um, idea, mm -hmm. I'm a gender activist. And I've realized that a girl child, to, to actually empower a girl child, we need to actually look at the root cause of um, root problems of girl children, especially in the rural area. And you get to realize that in the rural areas, um, sanitary pads are actually expensive for them to afford. So mm -hmm. why not um, tap into the agricultural industry where we waste um, a lot of these resources? And one of these resources we waste is plantain. Okay. So we tap the fibers of plantain, which is always wasted after harvest, and we convert it into sanitary pads, which would be affordable, safe for every lady in Ghana and the world has large to use. Wow, those are very, very interesting ideas. I'm, I'm blown away already by yeah. some, how, some of the ideas. Um, so, um, you're, you're at this level, you're almost very close to the end. What more do you want to learn from your experiences and what are your expectations? You've got the final pitch event coming up. What are your expectations? But what more do you hope to learn as you go on this journey? Um, quite a lot. Um, uh, as I said, it's a learning process, and mm -hmm. so we are willing to um, take the feedback we are getting, okay. work on the idea, improve it, because um, the learning doesn't stop, and the idea can only get better. And KIC has provided such a platform where you have people who are willing to tell you that this is what you can do to be successful. They have laid down the blueprint, and there's something that is fantastic for us as youth of Ghana. Mm, okay, so to invest in the future, um, I, would, I would like to learn more about um, incorporating the external um, industry into the local industry. See. So we, um, local industries and small um, scale um, businesses have a lot to learn when it comes to um, um, leveraging on the uh, international market and 
exposing our businesses out there. Mm. So we'd like to learn a lot from the ideation team and the panel as well. Okay. And, and your expectations, quickly. Oh. What are you expecting? Okay, for the competition, it's a competitive one. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you look around, you get to find out that everyone's idea is good. But then, since we are all in it, and as uh, the where, where we have gotten to, we've learned a lot, and everyone can be a winner. But then where we are, we are all winners. And each person's business can be some um, can be actually the um, leading producers or leading um, investors in Ghana next. Mm, great, Theophilus, your your expectation? Yes, yeah, same. Um, at this point, it, it has been a worthwhile experience, and so win or lose, we've we've left with something better. I feel it has been a process of personal mm, you're growth. You're better off than when you yes, started. Yes, yes, certainly. And so we are only grateful to KIC for such a platform which is going to further change the narrative where the youth of Ghana are seen as job seekers, rather to a better narrative where we become job creators through entrepreneurship and through business. Wonderful. Ben, so two two final questions. One, can you just run us through what the next stage will look like, the process of weighing one idea against the other and choosing the one that's considered better? And how can people get in touch with KIC? If somebody is listening, young person has an idea, they feel that these are the people I need to talk to, how can they get in touch? But let's talk about the pitch, how you receive one idea from the other, and then we can talk about how people can get in touch with you. Right. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I've spent uh, most part of my week um, at the University of Ghana where we're <laughs> camping all the entrepreneurs across the country. And um, listening to... Uh, each university, five universities that are participating with us this okay, year okay. has 10 teams. Okay. Five universities, 10, ten teams. teams. Okay. Each. So wow. we have 50 teams 50. Wow. in total. So 10 teams from each university. Yes. I see. And you have 50 unique business ideas, all in the agriculture's value chain. Wow. So just like she said, she's looking at how she can leverage on agricultural waste to come up with something for sanitary for women. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to be varied and it is how you are able to pitch your idea, it's like a shark tank kind of mm-hmm. uh, process. Mm-hmm. So we'll have our ideation team who has a panel of judges who are from industry, academia, and the startup community, and SME community, and big business communities. Because we want you to understand, we want to understand whether you know exactly where you're going. So it is about you impressing the judges who are also experts in this area. Okay. You are going to ask very friendly questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I like what Theophilus and uh, Mubaraka said. It's feedback. For us, we say feedback is a gift. And the lessons we have learned as even KIC is that there are companies that we do not invest in but later becomes one of the big companies in Ghana. One of them is even AgroCenter. Mm. It came through our program in 2016. We did not invest in them, but AgroCenter is one of the big uh, agri-tech companies in Ghana now. We have AgroSeal. So for us, we're using some of these lessons to motivate them that this is a journey and it doesn't stop this week. It is only a springboard from this week to leverage on all the feedback to do better for yourself. So in terms of um, if anybody wants to get in touch with KIC, uh, we are on social media. So you can reach us on our LinkedIn. You can write to us through our LinkedIn Cosmos Innovation uh, Center. 
you can for those who don't know cosmos with a k cosmos with a k o s m o s yes yes cosmos innovation center on instagram on facebook our office is also at jolu 77 uh ninote street um east airport is it west airport Okay. Yes, West Airport. So you can also re- uh, re- reach us, um, come by our office, uh, talk to us, and we'll be happy to help you. Mm-hmm. So uh, email, you can also write to us at info at kicghana.org. Info at kicghana.org. I see. But what, what, when is uh, the event happening? The event is happening. Uh, so tomorrow we're going to have the penultimate. So we're going to select the 20 that get into the finals right. on Friday. Wow. And on Friday, we're going to select 15 of the businesses that move into the zone where they get the opportunity to win um, 50000 up to $50,000 in seed funding. I see. So um, it will be streamed live on all our social media platforms, mm-hmm. so on LinkedIn. So you like us, follow us on LinkedIn, on Facebook as well, Instagram. And you'll be, you have the opportunity to see what happens. What I want to say um, here is that KIC is a young organization. We're being supported by fantastic partners, Cosmos Energy, MasterCard Foundation, Cargo. But we believe that pushing, working with these young uh, students, and these are students. These are students, right? Now, these are students who are trying to develop businesses or create businesses like the Facebook that came out from universities. That is our idea, moving our program to the universities. We want to tap into the alumni of these schools. Secondary schools, universities, please watch, look at some of these ideas. We would love to invest in all of them, but we don't have the resources. If it is mentorship, come on board board because it is about time we all decided to make deliberate, intentional effort in in starting a lot of businesses and creating uh, future opportunities for all of us. Thank you so, so much. I had uh, Benjamin Jan Kessie, he's executive director at the Cosmos Innovation Center. I had Tiflos Ado from the University of Ghana and Mubaraka Umar Farouk from the University for Development Studies. And all of them are, so uh, like I said, Ben is with Cosmos Innovation Center, but Tiflos and Mubaraka, they are also taking part in the KIC Agritech Challenge Classic. So like you said, watch it on LinkedIn, just enjoy it, it will be fun. Guys, thank you so much and all the best. Yeah, a a quick one. So for the benefit, so that we all know the universities that are competing this year, we have University of Ghana, yeah. we have uh, UDS, we have UBITS, uh, from where we have UCC and we have KN University. Okay. Next year, we're adding five universities and the next the following year, we're adding um, six universities. So we have one university representing and uh, support, uh, supporting KIC in each region. All right. right. Thank, thank, you, thank you very you much. So much. All right. Making our motherland a better place to live. Tell me where we gonna run go. When them say we have to pay for the oxygen we breathe. Cause I mean now Mr. Big Man. You know this everybody want to go and go off for it. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. It's 9.34. You can send in your messages on 0549-986-996. Alright, let's move it on. Let's still talk about... Um, Young people, you know, we're talking about innovation, young people. All right, let's move on to the health of young people. Health of young people, very, very important. Now, uh, in the last few weeks or months, quite often on the CBS, we've been having our usual conversation about HIV and, and related matters. Today, we are talking about challenges faced by young people living with HIV. And we have Miss Priscilla Addo, who is an HIV advocate. And she's joining us. We'll have a very interesting conversation about that. Koku is here with me. Uh, Priscilla, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? Yes, we're fine. Thank you so, so much. Let's start off. Let's uh, talk about the issues affecting young people living with HIV who are trying to live normal lives. What are the issues affecting this very unique group of people? Yeah, thank you so much. So, Mm -hmm. the major issue is stigma and discrimination. Um, as a young person living with HIV, uh, you, you are not only facing the normal issues that every other young person is facing, mm-hmm. you are also coupled with stigma and discrimination um, from not only your friends and your family, but from prospective um, people that you would like to even spend your life with, or even from uh, places you'd like to even uh, get career or start your career with. So the stigma and discrimination cuts across health facilities the community everywhere mm. and, and and you know how is this affecting their lives this you mentioned the stigma and, and discrimination how is that affecting their their lives so um the stigma and discrimination affects them in such a way that some don't even want to adhere to their medication because See. they've been made to feel that they are worthless regardless of um the passion they feel to be great people, whatever dreams they have, it won't amount to anything because they are HIV positive. So this leads them to not even have dreams or even make plans for the future. So they stop taking their medicines because they know they are going to die and their life doesn't even amount to anything. Well, that's interesting because we know that in this day and age, being HIV positive is not a death sentence, at least not anymore, once you adhere to Mm -hmm. the treatment protocol. So and for young people, information is at your fingertips. I mean, it's not <laughs> yeah. like in the past, you know, in the 80s and 90s when it was really just this, should we say, pandemic where people were dying of AIDS. Times have really changed. So why do you think young people in particular are still having these kinds of feelings about being a PLHIV and not, um, you know, finding it difficult to accept a diagnosis, get on the treatment plan and to live a relatively normal life? If you don't have people who support you, if the people around you, your family, your friends, they are not supportive of you, they don't care for you, it will be very difficult to accept your status for who you are. You may even have self-internalized stigma based on how people treat you or 
where you are from. And this is also coupled with other factors from poverty and even some not even having these information at their own tips because of their background, because of their financial background and educational background as well. So mm. the stigma is a major issue to deal with, especially when it's from the home. Some uh, have lost their parents, you know, they were taken care of by their guardians and in the house everyone knows that their mom or their dad died because of this disease. So immediately from the home they are shunned. Oh dear, so it makes it difficult to relate yeah. to family sometimes exactly. and friends. Okay, so how do you help such people? Okay, people who need help relating to family and friends, how do they... How do they okay, so... Um, Fortunately, um, in recent years, there have been uh, some interventions um, in the health facilities. Uh, this is um, a current project that's ongoing known as the Non-Funding Model 3 by the Global Fund that is being implemented in Ghana where we have community adolescent treatment supporters. So these are young people living with HIV themselves who have been trained to provide psychosocial care to the young ones who come to the facilities. They are spread across various facilities. So they educate them, they inform them. They let them know why they should keep taking their drugs. So sort of like bonding with someone who understands what you've been through. Yes, and we also have these NGOs uh, such as Hope for Future Generations and we have the international agencies like UNFPA and UNAIDS also um, helping these young ones, uh, bringing them together to give them a common platform to educate them and to mentor them to recognize their potential. Mm. So is there anything special for people, young people with uh, HIV, any special diet they need to be on or any special health needs? Aside the fact that they've been diagnosed as having the virus, is there anything special they need to adhere to for diet and other health needs? No, they do mm. not have a special diet unless they have another condition mm. that says mm. otherwise. But they are encouraged to stay on a balanced diet and to avoid drinking and smoking at all costs. Mm. Wow. Well, I mean, that that's good advice for <laughs> yeah. any of us, isn't it? No drinking, yeah. you know, no, no smoking. Let's no, talk about um, special health needs. Do, do, do young people living with HIV have any special health needs that will require attention or, you know, special care, that kind of thing? Special health needs, no, but they are encouraged to always be checking their viral load. Um, it's very important to know uh, where they are standing in terms of the viral uh, suppression. And they are also encouraged to be adhering to their medication. That is something we don't joke with. We always tell them to adhere no matter what. It is difficult to take medication that you know you are going to be on for life, but it's something that needs to be done. So mm. we do adhere. Great. advise them to adhere to it. What about structures to support such such people? Are, are there any um, structures available that provide support for, for these people? Governmentally, no. But however, I mentioned the NFM3 projects by the Global Fund that is being implemented here and uh, support from NGOs like Hope for Future Generations and the UN agencies, UNFPA, um, UNAIDS and UNDP, which even brought out an app recently called okay. the Youth Plus app to enable or to give um, uh, YPLHIV a common platform to access information about their health. So structurally, there are no recognized structures uh, to support them, but the NGOs are on the side assisting and supporting. Mm. Okay. Nice. Now, how do young people with HIV cope with relationships? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> romantic. Let's say romantic relationships. <laughs> <laughs> relationship could be friend, yeah. but specifically dating, marriage, things yeah. like that. Well, this this is a really tough um, uh, place uh, to even discuss because a lot of them even have made up their mind not to even marry. Mm. 
because they feel like you know again from their own self-stigma they feel if they are to even tell or disclose their partner this they are going to spread it for everyone to know and some feel they would like to even marry someone who is like them but then again we make them understand that you can have relations with someone who is negative and you will not transfer it to them because you are on medication so it's a really touchy place many will prefer not to disclose to their partners which is also problematic. Exactly. So it's all about finding someone who would understand that HIV is nothing in this day and age where medication is available. And as long as you adhere to it, it's absolutely nothing to worry about. As you think about it, Nathan, you know, we've been talking about certain NCDs yes. um, and the fact that some of them require daily medication, medication like yeah. hypertension. You've got to take blood pressure medication every, every day, day or you could die. I mean, diabetes. So, it's similar. This is something you have to take a medication every, every day, day and every day, you'll be all right, you know. But what other advice do you have for young people out there, not just those who have been diagnosed as HIV positive, but people, young people out there who maybe don't see the need to test, especially if they're sexually active and they feel, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I'm cool, you know. What, what do you have to say to them? Well, um, my advice to them is to get tested, especially if they are sexually active, because HIV doesn't have a face. It's not something that you look at someone and you suspect them to have known. So get, text, get tested, and if you are positive, there's nothing to worry about, honestly. As long as you accept treatment, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. And also, if there is a cure, you will hear it from your facility. We hear these talks about churches and herbalists mm-hmm. saying there are cures and all that. If there is a cure, you will hear it from the place you take your medication. So they should ignore all those thoughts. And being HIV positive doesn't uh, diminish their self-esteem. It doesn't take anything from them. They are only limited by their own, their own selves, by the limits they place by themselves. So really, there's nothing you can't achieve being okay. HIV see. positive. I see. Yeah. Very nice. Um, let's, let's talk about uh, the final thing. What would you like uh, the public to remember about young persons living with HIV? Okay. They are just like you and I. There's nothing different. No, absolutely nothing different. So there should be no need to fear your um, friend or your family member or anyone just because you found out that they are HIV positive. It is not something you have to use to blackmail them or use to um, stay away from them. No, there's nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with them. Great, great, great. Thank you so, so much. We've been speaking to Miss Prislado. She's an HIV advocate. We've been talking about challenges faced by young people living with HIV. For the night, baby girl, you 
Thanks for listening to the City Breakfast Show. Your messages have come through on 0549-9869-96. This one... Okay, there's a quick birthday I need to do. This one says, uh, please wish my husband Benjamin Bright Davis a happy birthday. It says, to my darling prey, my cheerleader, my bestie, my prayer partner, my unexpected friend. May Jehovah continue to bless you and keep you and may this season bring you joys untold. Love you truly, madly, deeply from your delight, Edina. So Edina and Bright Davis is wishing her husband a happy birthday. Hey, hey, Sister Eddie, now. Mm. <laughs> Happy birthday to our husband. Yes. All right, let's um, let's go through a few of the messages that have come through. Quickly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Abra Sakumono says, "My son is in Achimota School. He was writing exams this semester, and he asked for more answer sheets. The teacher said they were not paying fees, so he was not going to give him." Okay. Ew. Wow. Well, this is according to Abrai Sakumono. Wow. Okay. Nathan and Co., I'm so touched by the submission of your guest in the studio. This, this is referring to Priscilla Addo, who came to talk about HIV advocacy for young people living with HIV. Um, he says, I manage an ART center in the Upper West, and I can very much associate with all that's being said. These young people living with HIV are going through a lot, and they need help. That's Michael from Tumu who sent that message. So listening to the City Breakfast Show, and we got some messages of uh, of a car, of a crash somewhere is it in the, around the major Mahama. Yeah. But we don't know what the situation. is. If you are still there, let us know what the situation is. I mean, have the police showed up? Have they? Cleared the the mess, you know, is traffic flowing easily. So let us know. But Coco, yesterday, no, two days ago, I got a phone call, and yesterday I got another phone call okay. from the same person. Mm-hmm. What was the person's challenge? Ghana card and same re-registration wahala again. Still, so, yeah. So the person says, well, he and a lot of other people, they went to queue. Their data was captured by the NIA, mm-hmm. but their cards have not been given to them. Mm. And there's a deadline that is approaching. And this person Again. says he uses his number for everything. It's tied to his business. Mm-hmm. So they want to find out from the NIA what exactly is going, on. going on. Yeah. What exactly is going on? You know, I still maintain that until we get to a point where the NIA can actually furnish 
everyone who applies with a Ghana card in a timeliest manner, we can't have a deadline on SIM registration. It's, it's just, it, the simple fact is it's just not fair. Um, for people that you, like the person you just mentioned, what fault is it of theirs that they can't get their Ghana card? They've tried. They've gone through the process. They've done what they're supposed to do. Unfortunately, their cards have not been issued. So should that person lose his number simply because the agency is not equipped to provide them with a card? I don't think that's fair. There has to be some kind of room to deal with those cases. Now, um, from what I understand, the latest communique is that, yes, the end of this month, um, those cards will be blocked. I mean, those um, SIM cards that have not been registered with Ghana Card will be blocked, but there will be some kind of... um, system to help people who have tried to get the cards to get them. I'm not even sure I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not sure how that will be uh, implemented. But the simple fact of the matter is the NIA cannot absorb the burden of the number of people who are trying to get Ghana cards just so that they can re-register their SIM cards with a Ghana card. There has to be, I mean, if, if it's going to affect one person, 10 people, that's enough to say we cannot have such a hard deadline. We've, we've got to give room for the NIA to be able to furnish people with a Ghana card when they apply for it. And instead of all of this back and forth backlog, people's information going missing. I mean, I've had people tell me that they, they went through the whole process. They, you know, their biometrics and everything were taken. They go back to get the card and they're told they don't have any information in the system at all. And now they have to pay 250 CDs if they want to get a card, you know, and even with that, there's no guarantee because there's a shortage of cards that can be printed. I mean, it's a whole, it's a lot of pressure on the NIA to meet this kind of deadline. It's, it's, it's just not, it's not feasible. It's not practical. Let's take another look at it. I, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask for that, you know, mm. so that this can be done yeah, properly. I, I, look, when people are going to re-register their SIM cards, right? Their Ghana cards are captured. So, so you know, the, the number is unique. Yeah. So you have a different one, I have a different one. And then, what else? They take the... So if it's the number that the telco needs, I'm just asking, can the NI just provide that number and say, oh, this is your unique ID number? Exactly. Take. We may not be able to print the card today, yes. but what you need is this. Because if you go, once you go to the the telco, you can slap your hands on that machine and if they can connect to the system, it just verifies that, oh, this thumbprint belongs to this person. It's the same thing in that master system and you are good to go. So, I don't know. Look, we talk about this a lot, but the institutions need to talk to each other. Yeah, they do. And, and I think you know, let, let's get past, as you were saying, the, the, the physical card issue. Also, the card, yes, is important. The you card, need it. Yeah, it contains it's important, but, great. but the I point mean, is, if now... If now, and you see, I would I would prefer the conversation being had between um, NCA or the Ministry of Communications and NIA is more of giving NIA uh, giving telcos access to the information as opposed to saying telcos now have to capture our information because if NIA is already capturing it, telcos shouldn't have to capture it again. They should just be given access to the system that already exists to verify that, okay, this person is coming for a SIM card. According to the NIA database, this is this person. They put their fingerprint on our thing and it pops up from the NIA system that, yep, indeed, that's that person. All this issue of re-register the card with a new, no. When the person comes in, just verify that it's that person. Maybe they should have that conversation and, and, and stop trying to force people to get cards 
at such short notice when the system isn't built like that. Yeah. People will get their cards eventually. You know, we'll fit, let's, you know, it should be a gradual phase out of the old way of doing things. Yes, we want systems to be regularized. We want everybody to be, to have their Ghana card for certain reasons. We get that. That can and will happen, you know, but as of now, I think it's just too much pressure on the NIA to meet this deadline. And I'm really hoping that come the end of this month, we're not going to have millions of SIM cards blocked because of this card issue. I really hope not. No, we'll see if we can get some people to respond. We'll see if maybe the NCA, NIA, I don't know. But I, I think the NIA, they, they've made the argument and they've repeated that yes. argument that they are not built for no, deadlines. They're not built for this. They are really not built for deadlines. Giving them an impossible task. You know, they they, <laughs> they, can't, they, can't they were set up to do rolling registration. So every time it's happening, you go and then you know, yeah, of course, of course, they also have to, you know, get their stuff together. For example, some people say, and I don't know how true. Maybe we can ask the NI. Some people say cards are not available. They've run out of cards. What those are challenges they'll have to solve at their level. But the bottom line is that the law that sets up the NI or the NI in, it, in its function, it's not built to meet deadlines. It's built to be there. At every point, I can go and put my system or put my data into the system and get a card that carries all my data. It's built for you know, the, the rolling kind of exercise. Every time you can go there, do stuff, do stuff. I don't know. I think everybody will need a rethink of what they are doing. Maybe the NIA needs to have more offices around. The NCA needs to look at this directive and they need to figure out a way around this challenge because yeah. the, you know that the question that comes to mind, okay, you are going to block all these sims. One, do you know how many businesses you could be killing? Yes. Have you thought about the knock-on effect on revenue for the state? Yes, and the telcos themselves, the telcos themselves are staring in the face of reduced revenue because that's how they make their money. You know, so I think the NCA and the telcos need to speak and figure this thing out very, very quickly and say, okay, what is it that we want? We want people to register. Register a what? A unique number or some biometrics that already sit on the NIA system. So create this access where once I put my thumb or a finger on the machine, boom. Pop up. Because the banks do. When, I, when you go to the yeah. bank without a Ghana card, That's what they where's do. your Ghana card? Oh, I didn't bring it. Okay, put your hand on this thing. They check. Then they confirm it is you. It is not you. And we move on. So why then? Why are we trying to do all these gymnastics again? A few more messages. A few more messages. Uh, then we wrap it up. All right. The first time I went to the UK to study, some of the students who didn't know much about Africa or Ghana were asking me these questions. Is it true we live on trees in Africa? Do we have planes in my country? I answered them, though, because I realized they were curious. But in my head, I'm like, how do you think I got here? Another time, one of them was like, I speak very good English compared to some others. They know. Yeah, that one crops up a lot. Yeah, it does, Charlie. I'm still, I'm still cracking up inside about your seatbelt thing. Charlie, you know how and she was very serious, though. And she did the, the action. She was like, do you, are you familiar with how to use a seat? <laughs> like and she spoke so slow, like she wanted to make sure I understood, and I just nodded. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We drive back at home. Yeah, yeah. I know how to use it, and a remote control. control. Duh. I was like, yes, I know how to <laughs> use a remote. Why did you, you were living with her? No, I lived near her, so sometimes no. she would give me a ride to school because okay. she taught at the school where okay, I was going. I see. Very nice lady, but I was 
pretty surprised at how little she knew outside. She knew, yeah. I'm sure if you quiz there on America itself, can she won't pass. <laughs> well, that one maybe, but I think for a lot of them, they're Me, in a I bubble because there's this pass. whole. I suspect she won't pass. Ocean. She probably knows. <laughs> Uh, just in that neighborhood, finish. She probably hadn't even gone outside her own home no. state. Hmm. Well, maybe now in this day and age, you know, social media. No, now it's different. It's it's a bit different. Yes, now it's different. It's a bit different now for like, but but you'll be surprised. There's still a I'm lot sure of people who are ignorant in the true sense of the word. They just don't know certain things because they're in the bubble. I mean, as far as they know, their country is everything. So. There's no need to really know about any, anything or anyone else. But I think times have changed a bit, though. Well, that, that was funny. Like, wow, your English is so good. Wow. Like, yeah, I come from an English-speaking country. <laughs> I'm sure you must have found it annoying. It was, it was amusing. Oh, you found it amusing. Yeah, that they really did not know. You know? Hmm. Why? What would I? What? Okay. Now, um, this is with regard to what's happening on the Bema Camp Road. The military police is present. Traffic has been rerouted through the Air Force officers' mess. It's blocking some part of the road leading to Elwak from the Bema Camp roundabout. Two trucks apparently involved in an accident there and it's causing horrible traffic on the Mahama Road. So, for those of you who use that route, we don't know. Maybe now it's easing up a bit, but from what we've been told, there's a very bad accident there. So, if you planned on using that route and you haven't yet gotten there maybe you need to take another route hi cbs team the problem with the horrible traffic at the mahama highway is there are two big trucks stuck in the middle of the road so all the cars going towards elwak and 37 need to bypass these huge trucks one by one slowly the soldiers are there directing cars but it's not helping okay so there's an explanation from someone who was caught up in it now passport online application and renewal portal has been down for close to two months now I intend to make payment to renew my passport, and this is the feedback. Kindly assist um, so they fix it for us. Thank you. So, okay. Um, passport office, please. People need some answers on uh, the system and why it's down, why according it's down. to okay. some of our listeners. They say there's a problem with the system. Please let us know what is up with that. I think Monday was the director of passport's birthday or something. So, uh, as he's celebrating their birthday, you should try and fix this because this is not the first time we are hearing this. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's our show. Thank you very much. Kokui, earlier you had Godfred, and I heard some ends as well. Fred Jabanoikele could have produced the show, and Godfred Odum gave us help on technical. Now, we are back tomorrow with more. My name is Nathan Kwa. I sat in for Bernard Avle. Uh,